You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 11, episode 6. I'm John, I'm your host for this evening, and joined by Scott from the footy blog net for his first appearance of the season. How are you doing, Scott? All right. feel like a veteran now. A veteran, aye. Well, you certainly look old anyway. Um, how are you doing? Feeling old, eh? So you've got a spot on. You're not as old as me, you are. Um, so, returning after a week off, uh, we did get a note from our dad, so it was all right. Erin, how are you doing? Hello, good thanks. I'm back. For all the people who were probably writing in, asking where I'd been, I'm back. Uh, uh, we got we got some mail in, but it wasn't for you. Mama, sorry. I wish your appearance on the Ultram Facts. It wouldn't be for me to say that it was very well received, but that's that's what's been said. Modest funny, as always. Modest as always. Funny and engaging, interesting, uh, great to listen to. Yeah, that's just some of the things that people are saying. Ah, uh, they were saying that, but they didn't defan though. It wasn't you. He was quite cool, to be fair. I was, as soon as he started talking about his job, I was like, oh, right, yeah. you do really cool stuff. I was you hooked. Uh, Miguel, how are you doing? You all right? Good, mate. My team's back to being the best team in the world again, so I'm happy. Goals galore, isn't it? What's oh. happening? Goals, goals, goals. We Kyle got men, man. Can I beat it? Yes. Yes, he's doing well. He's doing well. Uh, I should get, a, get it in early. We will come on to the fantasy football chat later on. But he is a midfielder in the fantasy football. God, and he is playing up top. Me. It's not a secret. It's there for all to see. You, yeah. Can you keep this between us? So that... Aye, I know. Keep it and he's cheap. He he's only 5 million. Five, I think 5.6. A lot of folk had him in at the weekend already because obviously they noticed what he'd done last weekend. So, aye. Looks good. Uh, and we've got returning guest from episode one of this series. Harry, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Hibs are sitting top of the league, so I, actually I'm no good, I'm brilliant. I'm I kind of feel I'm like I should team. call you Harry the Hibby, but it sounds like a mascot. Ah, uh, yeah, no, true. And with the current stance as well, I need to take less jokes, to be honest. But I no, Harry the Hibby. I, uh, from down the slope, I'll give, a, I'll give my podcast a chat down the slope. Um, I used to do a Harry High B quiz, so Harry the Hibby works well. A quiz? Aye, maybe a wee live quiz one time would be good. That'd be good. We'll get it going. So aye, there's been plenty of action in the last week. We're only a few weeks into the season, but as always at the start of the season, it's just football galore, which we're loving just now, especially as being starved of getting to go to games last season. Um, you, uh, European games? Anyone? We were away. And Iceland is that no, no. But I think, to be honest, all travel, people are chatting about um, <coughs> who people have got. UEFA, there's a blanket ban of fans. Is it not from UEFA? With away fans anyway. So I think wherever you're looking at, you, I mean, you can go to the game, I guess, in the home end if you manage to get a ticket. But I don't think anyone's really going to anything in these rounds. I don't know if you've watched the Celtic game the midweek there, but as soon as we scored the first goal, there was one single guy singing the Celtic song and top of everybody else that was in that stadium. I swear to God, it was one of the most 
surreal experiences I've ever had watching Celtic with Telly. Like there will be some Scots that live in Prague, though. That I'm, I'm mm. pretty sure of. So I'm, I'm thinking that's who's got in there rather than people coming over from Glasgow. But there is always a kind of Celtic fan, no matter where they go. Um, it's quite uh, extraordinary. They just turn up. You know, pandemic, whatever wars, and there's just this one guy with a Celtic scarf or something over his head. Well, if you, well, if you don't wear your Celtic top on your holiday with your family, how are people going to know you sport Celtic, of course? Oh, exactly. It's what you do when you pack your holiday clothes, <laughs> is it not? Shorts, flip flops, seven Celtic taps, after you go. Well, some people wear their trackies when they're doing the podcast, so it's, uh, it's always happening, isn't it, Scott? You've purchased me. only going holiday for a week, or is it seven tops? Uh, I know, what's this? This is kind of a bit. Uh, it's kind of been about putting us down there. She's had a she's we had a week off. Seven days away. Is that what you're she's saying? had a week off and she's got a boss out, isn't she? Oh. It I just, I just think there's a lot of Celtic fans on holiday with tops on normally up some kind of tower asking if they can see the Rangers coming. It's oh. <laughs> it is it's a thing that seems to happen on holidays. I'm just kind of gutted that you think that I wear my tops twice in a row. If you're saying oh, that you I'm away for 14 week, days. Holiday only. Right. 14 Three. tops then, sorry. Thanks. Well. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to the mail we'll get this week for you, Erin, from Celtic fans. That should be so fun. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying that Celtic fans seem to like to wear their Celtic tops on holiday. Scott started it. Don't blame me. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever worn an Aberdeen top on holiday? To a European game, yeah. Aside from Ooh. that? No. Beach style? Don's beach style? Don't know if we sell them. We are selling a really. I've got one. We are selling a very nice. <laughs> have you seen the thing that Ross McCrory is modelling? It's like a hoodie, but it's like really lot. It's quite cool. That is not cool. No. Thirty-two oh, pounds. You, though, you can buy that for watching Love Island. Wait, then, you were slagging <laughs> us for the Christmas adverts the other week there, and I seen that photo. That looked absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, and they drew straws. Nice, I think it was like a nice warm jumper. It was like a tent. <laughs> it's just, I think it was it's like short straws. Name. It's very cold in Aberdeen. Ramirez will find that out sooner. <laughs> oh, he, he's uh, he's great. He's like the happiest man ever. He was just so buzzing to go to Livingston. Not, yeah. he's, he's not been before. The novelty yeah. will wear off for him soon. Yeah. Harry, sure. did you get to the Hubs game? And I know. I, I, I did. It was decent. Um, like I've got a, like a group of five. I've got all the games. It's the first time uh, since I came back. We actually all got to go together. So it was magic. Like. Um, Performance-wise, we were we were very very good, much better team. If we'd won four or five one, they couldn't have complained. But it's just one of those things. If you're no clinical in Europe, you'll get knocked out. So hopefully we get the chances in the second leg. But it is frustrating going away not having that lead. I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but in the very last like one of the last kicks of the ball, we Danny Mackay that we got over the summer got put through one on one, and they just put it straight to the keeper. The keeper made himself big like, but put it straight at him, and then ended up drawing one each. Aye, well, hopefully then, for your sake, missed chances don't come back to haunt you. I know, definitely no, but um, it's a sticky one because obviously it's absolute goals galore for us when we're playing everybody else. Like we've, we're averaging like three and a half, well, three goals a game at the moment, which is ridiculous. Um, but no, it's we've got a lot of good options going forward, which is something that we've kind of lacked in years gone by. So it's decent. Aye, what's the situation in this bit then? Just a wee knock that he's maybe getting saved for Thursday. Jim? Aye, is um, there was. I think he just went over on it when we were playing in the first leg against that Rekha team. Um, and then just as a precaution, he got left at the squad completely at the weekend. But I think Doidge, just with his physicality, I think Doidge should start regardless of whether Nisbet start is fit or not because Doidge looks like he's on fire so far. It's nice options to have. I still think you need another striker. 
I would love that um, Muller boy though. He's he's um, coming in in uh, January. I think the original plan was sell Doig and then use that money to try and get him over earlier. But obviously, it looks like Doig might be staying now, which from our point of view is amazing. Like so. I know absolutely. Um, Scott, Miguel, what do you think of the Celtic performance then last midweek? Well, um, we started off brilliant, and then it's it's been what I've said to the start of the season. It's ready to sort out the back, and then we'll be sound. We're good going forward, and again, that's what happened. And then two slight goals that we conceded, to be fair. And I don't know, I don't know how Beaton is still getting on that side. I'm glad to see we dropped on Sunday for Welsh. I think Welsh should have started. I don't think it would have been anything close to that. I think we'd be through through the new life, if you know what I mean. But uh, oh, the wee boy Kyogo, honest to God, you can see him. You seen him the other night when he was playing the shoulder. He's brilliant. He's looking for that that ball over the top, but he done it on Sunday, and he was there all the time. Eh? So, oh, I'm just <laughs> he's the next Larson. That's Larson. It's a bold statement. Bold <laughs> statement, but you never know. You never know. There's so, there's so many people saying no, I think a lot of it is tongue in cheek, but there is so many people saying it. The, the, the thing is, what I really... Tongue in cheek or turn out the mouth? Well, that's the thing, yeah. It, it's, it, but his movement has been sublime. Even just stopping and taking a couple of seconds just to stand still and uh, you know, the defence go, go past him. But it's, you know... One thing I will say is he's also very up to speed because he's played his part of his season in Japan already, so his fitness levels are probably superior to everybody else he's playing with. And it is only against Dundee, who I think are going to struggle this season because they could not contain the pace that Celtic had. And if anybody comes up with any sort of pace, Dundee's midfield's just going to collapse. So that was the thing about Kyogo. Looks does look a very good player, and it was the same stuff. You see the, the kind of YouTube videos, and you, you wonder, you know, these just the kind of classics. How many times does he actually do it? But he, he could have scored six on Saturday, and there'd have been no no reason for him not to. The, the chances that he actually got in the end of, he should have probably scored more than three. If we are speaking at Aberdeen about Ramirez being happy to be at Aberdeen, how happy does Ferrari look to be at Celtic? Clapping himself, getting the man of match award, and all sorts. Turn out like Larson, as we said, he's happy. Japanese people are generally very happy and polite and respectful, but he just looks like he's did, one of. Did he steal when he got announced? He got announced as man of the match. He was like bowing in that to everybody <laughs> as he got announced. It was brilliant. He's, looks yeah, so happy. he seems he seems um, like he'll be a nice little personality for you. Uh, I just no, want to give him a cuddle. The fans and stuff. Generally, want to just give that wee laddie a cuddle. Like, looks just looks like your wee brother. Well, he's got a fan in Cedric Eaton as well, so that's good. It's good that he's kind of crossing over the, the Glasgow borders and they're all fam, they're all friends now. You're talking about getting uh, players a cuddle. I think half our support tried to get our players a cuddle yesterday. <laughs> Absolutely fine, completely acceptable behaviour, nothing to talk about. Were you on the pitch? <laughs> no, sadly I wasn't, can't risk it. I was at the front though, and it was like, it was honestly just like, well, times last night at home, it felt like it hadn't been real because last away game I was at was St Mirren in the Cup. That's when we got Saturday night kickoff. And I'd had an exam that morning really early and was just like rushing about with various stuff on afterwards. And then go home and because, you know, like when you've been up really early, you think it's like seven o'clock at night. 
It was 1pm and I was like, train's going to three. I'll just have a little drink. I'll just get excited for the game. And obviously like got the train across, went to the pub and stuff. It was an absolute riot when I out. Like it was a half seven kickoff on a Saturday night in Paisley. We saw their allocation out, but more to it was mental. And it was it 2-1, I think? I feel like Sam Cosgrove scored. I mean, Lewis Ferguson, it was a great, like, great game. And Rangers had lost to Hearts as well. And I had a Hearts Aberdeen double on. And everyone was just, when the noise, when the Tynecastle final score had come in, everyone was just, it was great. And then we didn't have that for 18 months. And it felt really weird yesterday to wake up and be like, what is it, Sunday, right? Where am I going? I'm going somewhere. It felt really normal. The bar at Libby was open and it's really good. I've not been there before and it's excellent. Really well organised, decent prices, nice. And then the game was brilliant. They've not got a huge fan base. And so most away support, I think, will sound pretty good there. And everyone was just really excited for it. It was loud and... You could hear on sports scene, like the noise the whole way through. And a 94th minute went, like, is great. I didn't mean to be that guy, but do you think they, they should start looking back into betting and football the way that the Levy keeper flung that ball into the net? It's as if the Hudgies to win, like... Joe Lewis had a couple of shockers recently, so I'm... No, um, Joe Lewis had a shocker for the, their goal as well. So well, was... I thought that, but having seen it on sports scene, the boy from Livy is massively blocking them, and I think it's borderline. There's a few um, factors um, in that goal. There's no because Hedges and someone else doesn't go forward to try and do the offside trap. Lewis thinks time, that's what they're going to do. Lewis hesitates, doesn't come out, and then Anderson. No, but, typical. Uh, Anderson was always going to score, wasn't he? Um, but you make it right. As a goalkeeper, you make it right up. Either way, you either stay your line or you come in, just take him out and clear, get the ball. And it, 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 what you said is the cardinal sign. He hesitated, and that's what caught him. Caught him out. You can't. You can't expect the defence to actually do a job. You've got to come out and just claim that ball, or you stay in your goal line and you expect the defence to do the job. And I don't want to say. I think they were. They were going to score, so I think anyway. To be honest, and in a way, it changed us a wee bit because second half we were a lot better, and Liver saying they deserved a point. Well. So that's not really how it works, is it? If you score the more goals, you get the three points, and that's it. It doesn't really matter who deserves it. And I mean, at the end of the day as well, the game's not finished until it's done. And if you're, you know, switched off because you think you've got a draw, it's not really my problem. It was great. Like, everyone was <laughs> hugging. Everyone was just absolutely well. It was brilliant. And then everyone's just so happy. And everyone leaves, like, all the stuff, the people that you've not seen in, like, 18 months. And then the usual, when you're leaving, and everyone's like, oh, you're going to Wraith Hall. Oh, I'll see you on Thursday. Oh, you're going up the road. Oh, See at Tyne Castle, it's just so nice. Now, I, I love all that, but I'm going to sound like the real cunt here and say that they still oh, shouldn't come be on, on. Come on, Scott, I told you last season, none this of that. Should, we can have is... the F-bomb, the F-word's allowed, that word's not. You never say there was allowed? I would just be, just fully beep out everything about to say because <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with being on the pitch, absolutely fine. No, no, no. no Wait, it's one, not okay. From a legal, it, from a legal perspective... Out. As you know, that is, yeah. is part the of your contract. You should be there. Um, to but be fair, the thing, Stephen, Stephen the, the Glass thing that, was not one at a time. One at a time. The, the thing that really annoys me about the whole situation, not that you know, I understand the excitement, all the rest of it, and this isn't solely down to Aberdeen fans by any stretch, but it's every couple of months we, we talk about bringing alcohol back into football, and this is the kind of thing that they, you know, uh. keep on getting it 
knocked back because no, but I'm not saying it should, but I'm I'm just saying that this is the thing that the SNP will take against the, the, the no column. You've made a big presumption there that everyone was having uh, drinks, alcoholic beverages. No, 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 I'm not making any. I'm making, the presumption is that they feel something's been done that's wrong, so you can't trust them to then include alcohol into it. It's not that they, I think they, they were drinking. It's that I, they would use it against them in, in later stage. But it is good fun, isn't it? It's all a laugh. It's uh, the, the best bit for me, though, was Scott Brown trying to get them off the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's just raging again. Get off, get off. You like Gallagher was like, Chris uh, Ramirez looked so confused as well. And people were like up hugging him. He didn't know what to do. Well, Scott Brown's, I think Scott Brown. 94th minute winner is glorious. I think Scott Brown's just used to fans coming on and trying to no, 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 no. Scott, or something. So he's just. Scott Brown's used to winning week in, week out. That's what that was. <laughs> apart from last season, apart from last season, get your digs in now. But he's used to winning. That's all that was. Two games into a season. That's it. It's not like you want it perfect thistle away. <laughs> I think the thing is, like from a point of view, right? I ninety fourth minute winner definitely celebrating all that emotions take over, but we can't like be slagging Rangers fans for doing the same before and doing the exact same. Um, that's a thing. And we did. The good, the good thing about the Aberdeen fans is that we were generally celebrating, whereas Rangers fans did actually attack each other and everybody else was in the city. So you know, oh, no, I was talking about I was talking about games. Mine before was an old Rangers at Lovey as well. Hilly as well on the first day of the season, like three years ago, trashed their um, was that Kelly. Yeah, mm. that was they had to get reinforcement. No, Rangers at Kelly, yeah, I think just... Rangers said that Kelly needed to have a better shelter so it wasn't their fault. And actually what they'd done was highlight safety issues at their stadium. Yeah. That's right, I, do, I remember that statement. Anyway, there. we all had a good laugh yesterday. We won't be on the pitch again this time, and I wasn't on the pitch, to be clear. But we all had a nice time. Although, right, so I've been to the Tony Macaroni Stadium a couple of times, and it's called the Tony Macaroni Stadium. So you would expect there to be macaroni pies. Erin, I take it you've never been in a Tony Macaroni then? No. They do not sell macaroni <laughs> pies there, right? I You don't know never what you're talking in. about here, right? They don't sell that type of thing. Tony Macaroni. I no, have but... had the misfortune, so apologies, to be there, uh, and I didn't enjoy it. But you were don't, to be to be fair, they don't sell any football club in Tony Macaroni, so oh, I, I don't think you go to the Tony Macaroni <laughs> Stadium and get ravioli or anything else to do. <laughs> I would Tony like it if they did that. That actually be quite decent. It would be good. But I just but thought I a macaroni pie, surely. No. And the um, bird at the counter said, "Oh well, actually, it's only ever Aberdeen fans that buy them." What did you say? When the bottle at the counter? You, is that what you said? The lady at the counter said... <laughs> oh, um, wait a minute, if we were calling you a bird, what, what would your reaction be? I, would, I wouldn't really mind this. I don't necessarily think that's offensive if you're saying nice things about me. Right, OK. So, <laughs> apparently, I they, they don't... Yeah, there's no demand because only Aberdeen fans want them. So why don't you just get hundreds of them when there's Aberdeen fans coming? So, yeah. and no chicken curry pies, so they, no sausage rolls. Steak pies were in the oven. <laughs> it was not not a good review and the, I did get a state pie eventually four out of ten half, was this at half time? was it half time right okay now we need to get pie gate over and done with here uh, we've seen your pie right? uh-huh how on earth are you eating that pie? well like, yeah but it was, quite, it was not a good consistency of pie so you needed to kind of use the crust to try and eat some in the middle it, it wasn't the best Right. Who else here eats a pie from the outside with a crust? 
and then does all that like what? a kid, and then what? eats the pie. Me there, me there, eats the crust first. Uh, like all the rice, almost like I a spoon. Oh, I, no. take, I take the crust off and get the rice crusty bit, and then tank in the, the gravy and then have the pie. I had to use the crust almost like a spoon because the consistency of the pie wasn't brilliant. But I Listen, said, this Scott McGill, who are you to question everybody's eating habits? Mm-hmm. What have you had for your dinner? <laughs> he has had a, he has had a dinner of kings. The missus is away. <laughs> TV dinner. Get the alphabet to. Alphabet from chicken burgers. Cannot beat it. Captain's birdseye. Ahoy! <laughs> <laughs> you were doing nice things with the layouts as well, weren't you? Well, uh, I was. I was thinking about the real king of Scottish football for this season. I was thinking Kyogo. Do you know what I mean? Like he's been in my head for yesterday. I can't stop thinking about him. It's, it's, it's a strange obsession I've got now. But then I've done one for you. Is I put Jet into letters as well. Because that was did. easy. If it was only three letters. We're fine with that. Did you do but, any sets once when you were doing it as well? No. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't as you came out the oven, I just... They weren't even on the plate long. Like, honestly, God, they were away. Harry, how do you eat your pie? I just eat it like a normal human. Eh? I just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't ask it's pizza uh, it's Easter Roads it's pizza you get there I not we've got like we've changed everything up at Easter Road though um, but I've not I've not anything so far because um, like the way they've got it because of Covid and that you have to like order it before the game like three hours before the game and you can only get it in sorry pack. what alright so you can only get <laughs> so you can't just be like here I want a pie you have to get a pie chips and a drink and the Bovro wasn't near one of the drinks, so I was like, I'm not getting what a pie. What an absolute oh. con. They are I, I, I didn't get a pie unless I'm getting a Bovro. So, like, so, so they're forcing you into a meal, kid, on it's COVID. That, that's the reason, guys. Right, so you oh. need to have, because chips get rid of the COVID. That's it. That's it, mate. Yeah. Yeah, well, sorry, if money. you're playing at three o'clock on a Saturday at like 11 a.m., you need to go on some app and order yourself a pie, chips, and a drink for 3.45. No, not having I, that. Don't you try and some your terrible pie-eating escapades, Erin. Well, yeah, but I just go and buy this, the pie at a counter. I'm not ordering. Are Hibs honestly no, doing that? This is, this is sandwich gate all over again. And Harry, see, see your, your chips? Do you have to get salt and sauce for your chips? Oh, I'm, I'm quite basic when it comes to the sauce. I, I just like I like it pure. I, like, I don't have sauce on a pie. I just have the pie and then with my chips as well. I'll, I might put some salt on the chips, but I won't have any sauce. A dry like pie. A dry pie. So did you do this pre-order system? Oh, it was like £7.50. I was like, I, I can't justify that. Because see, the thing is, in theory, it's actually not that bad in terms of football pricing. But £7.50 for a pie and chips? No, no for me. So. That's why you can Sorry, Aaron, carry on. If you went off at half-time and it was a deal at £7.50, you'd be thinking, oh, that's brilliant. But 11 o'clock in the morning, you're not thinking you're spending £7.50. No. What, well, you'd be I, thinking you, £7.50 is a good deal? Any. Well, if you really wanted the pie and the chips at half time, you wouldn't really be too fussed about it. But in the cold light of 11 a.m., you're not going to be ordering that on an app before the game, are you? Yeah, if you're at the stadium, there's nowhere else to go. Whereas at 11 50, I'll get something. Yeah, I'll I'll get something before I go to the game. But this is him to try to get this American boy early, not try to bring in the the funds. (laughs) The cash. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is it even at Celtic Park? How much is a pie at Celtic Park? Oh, mate, I don't know. Inflation these days has been shut since 20, 20 now. Well, you, need the, you need to pay for the lights for the Champions League. They've got oh. a vegan counter <laughs> in Celtic Park. We've got a new money. catering. Hey, I love so them. I might check that out on Thursday and report back. So we've got new catering. Our pies have been 
really poor for a long time, to be honest. Ah, uh, Scott, question. You, you're excited about being back, aren't you? I'm just excited tell. about pies. I, it sounds like I had dominoes for a while, and I'm not sure we should be encouraging that. Oh. That's not very traditional, is it? Oh, I'd said, I've said this before. See, when you were rough on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, morning, whatever you want to call it, and you knew there was a Domino's in there, that made you a hundred times happier. I swear to God, there were only the individual pizzas, but I'd get two of them, and I'd be like, mm, See if it was a Tuesday, two for one. <laughs> no, mate, there's no deals in that. I'm trying to get my app open that to get the codes in. <laughs> Take the leaflet, it's going, what do I get here? Four up for a delivery. <laughs> How much were those pizzas, though? I don't know if I've ever had one. Four, £4.50 for a margarita, £5 for a pepperoni. I know. <laughs> 50p extra for the pepperoni. Mm. Do you want to hear a random one? I was yes. living down in England for about a year, and I went to Oldham, Oldham Athletic, in um, Boundary Park, I believe it's called, yep. and they had an onion badgie pie. Ooh. It was actually pretty decent. Ah. Aye. So there's your random pie for you. Oh, actually... Miguel, you might have been to this place because it's no far from where you stay. Do you ever buy pies from Bennett's and Dunblane? Actually, we used to get a steak pie there for, well, from there for uh, New Year's Day. The boy across the road was actually the butcher. There you go. We sure shout out to we sure. They are Good tremendous. Good pies. pies. I like sure pies. Chicken katsu curry pie at Stamford Bridge once. How much was that? It was more than you made. To go to it was a bit much. It wasn't seven fifty. How much? But it wasn't as much as seven fifty. Aye, but just but the it, pie. Pie by itself, how much? Like maybe like four quid. Okay, I'm were actually like four quid as well, so to be fair, so not too bad. I get a burrito at the Emirates because they didn't sell pies. Oh, at the Emirates. Fancy. Yeah, it was a bit crazy. I think we should put a tweet out and ask everyone for the most like edgy Oops. thing they've had at a game, edgy. like oh. non-pie. Aye, all right, okay. Should we know you put all to food? Should maybe just like keep it to food because non-edgy stuff could be could be all sorts. <laughs> what food or beverage item have you had at a football match that would be seen as being non-traditional? I'm gonna give. I'm a gonna burrito give is definitely up there. I'll give you one to know it's topical. I went to the new camp to watch Barcelona. They're playing Malaga, which is irrelevant anyway. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They actually go beat. I went on the way to watch Barcelona and they go beat one none off Malaga. But that's irrelevant to the story. But uh, I went and got two pints to the stall, sat down, looked at the cup, fucking non-alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely spewing. I went back up. Master says, is there any alcoholic? No, no, no. Just... Just non-alcoholic beer. I was like, oh my God, you've done me. Absolutely done me. In Germany, some of the grounds in Germany, they'll sell alcoholic beer to the home fans, but the away fans, they sell non-alcoholic. Oh. I think I've said this before, but when I was in Portugal, there was a hot dog at the, the Dragao Stadium, and it was mustard, tomato ketchup, and then these wee potato stick crisps slimmed on top of it. That was a wee bit edgy. I went to Barcelona Hoffenheim, um, no, sorry, Bayern Munich Hoffenheim, and um, we were in the home end because we just got tickets kind of all over, we're in a big group, and they did drinks, and they were not alcohol-free, it was proper pints, and 
they've got a really cool system where you get like a card, like like kind of like a gift card. You top it up and you use that in the stadium for everything. So there's no cash and stuff. But you also get on if you've got this card, you get free travel on like the underground yeah. thing they've got. It's really good. Like you can totally see why European football is really successful in lots of areas because they do, I think, care a lot about fans. There's a lot of good fan engagement. You know, if you're giving people free travel to games, if you're offering really easy like systems and stuff like that, most places pre-COVID, most stadiums didn't take card. So you have to have cash to buy anything at stadiums. And now you can use your cards and stuff, which makes a big difference, I think. Because actually, if you think about it, not just COVID, but lots of stuff like flu and all that and all your usual things, Card and stuff is much, much better. And it's much more efficient for people, I think, at the ground to just be able to use your card. So um, I think we're moving towards that kind of thing, but probably more COVID-related than actually any intention to make it easier yeah. for fans. Do you think we'll end up like America? You know, you like to see the baseball and all that and folk are getting food delivered to their seat. No. My hipster's got a wee app, stored it at four hours before hey. kickoff. You're sorted. Does it, <laughs> I might do you have to fetch it? I might be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure that some people were getting it delivered on the like you know when we played that Santa Coloma team, I'm sure the first time they like piloted that people were getting it delivered to their seat. That's where your seven fifty is on, isn't it? Staff to right. deliver it to your seat. So there yeah. you go. There's a markup on that. Uh, is it going to staff though? Because they're all about twelve year old. Yeah. Well, I just heard it's going to some pot for some American boy. Right. Well, exactly. That's where it's going. It's not going to the staff. The staff are only twelve year old. And lucky to get two pound an hour. As long as it's not going to twelve year old boys for pot we're all right <laughs> can i pick up on something that you've just said there you're talking about the, the free train like traveling that to the games in germany see yesterday and for every sunday i keep tweeting about this it's them or nothing is that scott Rail drivers and that are on strike oh it's a nightmare on a sunday how are folk yeah. there's four games on how are you meant to get to the games so there was like drive. half the maybe less than half the amount of trains livingstone side was livingstone north it's not the end of the world, but it's a bit of a walk. And I'm going to Wraith on Sunday tickets at you permitting. And I was getting trains 34 minutes on the train to Kirkcaldy. Perfect. Real replacement bus, it's now 38 minutes. I'm going to drive. But You're for lucky people who there's a replacement on, bus. Yeah, it's because... a real replacement bus and I'm not doing that. And I'm certainly not doing it for an hour in 38 minutes. So I'm going to drive. But for people who don't have that option and for people who want to travel to games, especially if they're kids and stuff, I think the cost and the hassle of train travel can be really prohibitive. Do you see they were doing, if you had a Scotland ticket in the Euros, you got a train out to Mount Florida, mm. which was good. That's UEFA though, wasn't it? Yes. That was good though. Um, mm. Well, I guess that's the SFA really. Yeah, well, there's probably more Glasgow City Council, I'm guessing. And they, you know, they want people to... to a smooth transaction and knowing where everybody's going and getting them on the train and rather than walking about COVID It'd be good if they did that again, I think, for the um, qualifiers because it makes it easier for people, I think, thinking about how they'll get there, you know, not having people last minute trying to figure out, people knowing you can get a train and it's easy enough. The thing is, sorry, on you go. Have you ever tried to get the train back to Hamden at Mount Florida after a game? Yes. Holy Christ, that is the worst experience of your life, that. There's never enough, Go- there's never enough. Yeah, that, and also to be fair, getting the subway, well, if you've been to Ibrox, is yeah, pretty mental Rangers, as well. Rangers subways. Yeah, crazy. I don't, yeah. 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 So, I so get- to get the head smashed by the doors, that was good. 
Let's get back to Rangers, actually, because they're the only team we've not really covered in Europe. Are we still talking about football? I thought we were just talking about travel and pies and all that. We'll come back to the food. We'll come back to the food. The fans demand the pie chart. See if we don't have pie pie chart, we get hate mail. So we need it. Pie chart or pie chart? I think people want to know what the food situation is at other grounds, don't they? I'm always yeah, interested. Definitely. 100%. We're still waiting to be sent pies in. Like we, we have put the offer out. If anyone wants to send us a pies, we will show them online and we'll rate them. Here's looking at you, Stephen's Bakeries. See where that's up. Maybe for our Christmas, people don't need to know this, but maybe for our Christmas night out, we could do like a pie tasting first. Well, there is a pie place I know of that does that type of thing. Like tea tasting or wine tasting, but pies, I'd be up for that. Pie and beer, aye. The, the pie club pie. Yeah. yeah. See, we, we, we can arrange this. We'll keep it under a heart rate because if we tell folk where we are, it'll be. I know the law we'll ones come and they'll think we're doing a live performance and we're not. So it'll be like Messi getting unveiled at Eiffel Tower. Is that actually happening or is this a joke? This is my problem with Twitter. No. I'm it, really it, gullible, so I read stuff and then I tell people about it and they're like, are you stupid? Supposedly it's hired for the 10th, is that tomorrow? So they did it for Neymar, so it wouldn't surprise me. Is that cringe? I think it might be. Aye. But then if you've got all the money in the world, then you're, you're not and if you've scared got of the cringe. Tower, I guess. Like, yeah. if you've got the tower there. Yeah. It's... So again, mm-hmm. talking about all the money in the world, Rangers, uh, <laughs> Europe. Did I send you the Malmo manager's comments? Yes. We've all seen them. Uh, see that as well. Them. All right. So oh, I won't send stuff anymore. We've all seen it already. <laughs> what are you doing? Got a secret group chat. You're all laughing this stuff in. Very good. We watched so the news. The chat. <laughs> me and John. Me and John just send each other love notes now and again. Then like the odd video to each other. It's it's quite nice. That is quite sweet. I thought I was sharing a wee funny tweet. Quite shocked myself. It was. It was no. But we all see it. Who wants to kick us off with John Thomason's? Uh, right. <laughs> Here we go. Can I just say something here? He is not wrong. Rangers need to get in the Champions League. And they've not been selling players. It's the way they need to get in the money. And 11 out of 12 SPFL Premiership clubs took soft loans from the government. And Rangers were one of them. And they took the highest one, which was 3.2 million. So they say that they didn't need the money would be a bit of a joke. They're obviously struggling. And we never took it. Celtic never took any loans. Looking after ourselves. Well, you, you tried. You tried to take the furlough scheme, so let's not let, let's all calm ourselves down. Um, uh, the staff. What do you what do you do with the catering staff? Do we just hand them money? You're paying the players, so get a lot more money. So it should be you can pay some, but not the others. Anyway, some, somebody that was on furlough. It wasn't that great, to be honest. Mate. It was quite oh, I was on furlough. <laughs> I, I was on furlough. But the thing is, Rangers. Need, of course they do. It would be pretty much any team that qualifies the Champions League needs that Champions League money to a certain degree. Apart from Celtic, because they wouldn't spend the money. Well, they buy lights, <laughs> so next time the lights go, they'll have to go back into the Champions League. But the but it's also the prestige. It's also for Gerard CV. There's so many reasons for them needing to get into the Champions League. Um, money is certainly a big part of it, um, but that's. To be fair, when Rangers were getting bankrolled from David Murray, whatever whether it was legal sometimes at the time and not legal at other times, they needed that Champions League money. It's no different, you know. They've always needed the, the champion. That's always been a very big thing in motivation 
Um, it's maybe slightly different now, though, because of what has happened historically in the last nine years. But the thing, the thing is, Rangers probably are a much better concern for somebody to come in and buy than they, they've ever been in the past because they've not got those huge heavy debts that they had 10, 12 years ago. So it there's a there's a there's a bit of kind of you know how much money it, if the people in power were willing to give that up, they could probably find a buyer. But the problem is, as I say, with the European runs that they've had the last couple of years, to go power by Malmo is another is a, a slap in the face. But that is very much on the cards because of the last two performances you've seen at Rangers. Here's yeah. a thing about that game. Sorry, Scott, uh, Miguel. Tavernier, I reckon, is at fault for both Malmo goals. Sorry? Tavernier, at fault for both of Malmo goals, I think. So does it beg the question again, which we used to talk about in terms of his defensive attributes? I'm still waiting to see, you know, how they're going to put him and Patterson in the same team and whether it's three at the back or whether it's one of them is going into midfield, which I imagine would be Tavernier. Uh, yeah, he's always, he, he's always going to have those kind of errors that he's getting. You could possibly point at him for the Dundee United goal as well. I mean, Goldson, both of them kind of fell asleep at that goal as well. So, you know, that's what happens. Um, somebody switches off. Um, but he, he isn't the best defensively. He never ever has been. He has improved. I mean, last season he was very much a, a better defender than he's ever been before. But, you know, he's still got those mistakes in him. Of course he does. See, diplomatically, we were looking at the Rangers game the other night. It was, I think they faced a team that they've not faced in Europe so far in terms of they were actually a physical side, but they were able to counter-attack. Their counter-attack was brilliant. They were hitting a big striker up front. And he was holding it in and he was cute and clever with everything he was doing. And I don't think they've experienced that in the Scottish game or in Europe because they sat and took it like a, I don't know, I want to say a St. Martin or something, but with much better quality. And when they were breaking forward, they just couldn't cope with it, I thought. I think a lot of it is also fitness in terms of Malmo's further, further forward with their fitness and stuff like that. I'm they, they have been, they've, they've played... Um, Villarreal, when Villarreal had um, the Colombian striker, I can't remember, and he was pinning people back and stuff like that. It, it, it's not, yeah, so there, there, there is there is kind of moments with it. I, I just don't think that they took to the game well. You know, I think they struggled to get into it. So I think that the Davis goal could be a saving grace, but they have to really, and I don't care what Gerard has said in the past, fans can make a difference, especially in Glasgow, whether it's the Ibrooks or uh, Celtic Park. The most recent time that I remember was the Firelord game at Ibrooks. Um, but I've, I've seen it both, both Rangers and Celtic, uh, Ibrooks and Celtic Park, where Europe's just crumbled European teams. He so, should know himself from being a it's Liverpool player as well, because let's face it, well, exactly, yeah. man. the thing is, if we talk about the whole fan impact, it's not just a positive impact. Obviously, Malmo are ahead in the tie. If it gets to, say, 70 minutes and it's still nil-nil, then the fans actually cause a negative reaction, maybe, because the nerves kick in. Players get nervous, fans get nervous, both get nervous. So it should be interesting. Who do we think? I think we did this in the um, chat, and I've been asking other people, out of the five, who do we think is going through? I've said 
Hibs, Aberdeen and Celtic. St Johnston, I don't know actually, but I'd like them to. I just have a feeling they'll struggle a bit more this week. But you never know. And I, I actually don't think Rangers will go through. If, I would like to see, you know, positively speaking, all five, but I would say Hibs, St Johnston and Rangers are the ones that will have to work the hardest for it. I can see Rangers getting a draw. Yeah, or, yeah, or even a 1-0, or a 1-0 Malmo win. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be against the, the realms of possibility. Again, it just it, what Rangers actually need tomorrow is an early goal and then just to get the, the crowd right up for it. But whether or not that happens, I have no idea. So Joyston, very tough task to do that twice against Galatasaray. Hibs, it, it's just sometimes... With Scottish clubs outside the old firm, but even even the old firm, it's it, sometimes away from home. It's just too much, and you know the, something happens mentally. I think more than anything else. The uh, European so, record is not brilliant, though. So you wonder if that, you know, you think well, they have to at some point. You would, you know, you expect occasionally. You look at the, an the unexpected fo- result. You look at the forward players that Hibs have. It wouldn't. You mean. They're in that tie very much so. It's just, uh, as Harry says, are they going to regret not finishing more chances at Easter Road? Uh, the main thing for me when it comes to Hibs in Europe, I think we've got a team that suits Europe very well. Um, Jack Ross under Hibs, historically, we've been very good away from home and struggled at home. Um, I think the pace we've got, even in midfield, like McGuinness and uh, Doyle Hayes are very quick to get the ball forward. And then... Um, we've got decent options on both wings for the first time in about 10 years. So you play the ball to Boyle and he just runs at them relentlessly. And then you get Jamie Murphy, who's not got a lick of pace about him, but he just walks past players. Uh, uh, you know when you used to play FIFA Street and then you'd do a skill move and the guy would just kind of melt <laughs> into the floor? That's what Murphy does past guys, and I didn't understand it. But um, yeah, the yes. thing is for me, if we score first, I, I don't see them getting anywhere near us because they come out, we'll absolutely annihilate them because they just can't handle the pace. I like that confidence, Harry. I like it. Murphy's, the, the thing I, I, I've always noticed with Murphy is he's so intelligent with the ball and with his positioning and when he gets the ball and how he deals with it and where he puts it. So Boyle, is, you know, when he's on form, you know, it's far hard for anybody to stop him. Uh, and Deutsch, I think, is probably the best header of a ball when it comes to attacking um, in Scotland. I, listen, I would absolutely be over the moon if every Scottish team goes through. I'd be over the moon for Hibs if uh, a good friend, Tom Hall, so is a huge Hibs fan, so I, I would be more than delighted for Hibs to go through. I just think sometimes the Scottish teams mentally get a bit fragile away from home when it's a tight game. Um Celtic, I don't see any any problems for Celtic. Um, and kind of like Aberdeen can only shoot themselves the foot as far as I'm concerned. I don't really see many issues with Aberdeen either unless they, they create their, their own. Um, Harry, obviously, just going back to Hibs, do you reckon then if Nesbitt is fit, does Nes- do Nesbitt and Dodge both start or will Nesbitt end up being on the bench? No, the, the thing is for me, um, I'm, I'm very for if it's not broken, don't fix it. I think that we've looked very good having the wide players. Like Boyle essentially is playing as a striker. He's played five games and got five goals. Um, so we essentially anywhere in the final third of the pitch, he's he's got like free roam. Um, I think against Motherwell, um, we we were playing all right, and then we brought on two when we were chasing the game and we got two goals. Um, 
Aye, no, I, I think I think start with the same team that beat Ross County because the first half against Ross County Hibs were absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if he's of if he's on your radar yet, but Kyle McGuinness, he's he's a shoe in for um like. I don't think he's young enough for Young Player of the Year, but if he keeps up his current performances, he could be in for Player of the Year, by the way. Unbelievable talent, because he had a bit of a shaky first season, perhaps, just because of injuries and stuff, but he's come onto a game and he looks like an absolute baller. Yeah, I agree with you, Ellie, in terms of thank you, also, Hibs playing away, and also, as well, remember, Rejeka at home have been beaten before by a Scottish team. Hey, what was the score in that game? 3-0. I think you were there, Ellen, were you not? At... Uh... <coughs> um, uh, Harry, so Hibs are going through. Yep. The other four teams, who do you think will go through? Um, was, um, um, is it 3 1 up Aberdeen or 3 3 2? 3 2. All right. Nah, it's, it's one of those things. I think Aberdeen do have enough quality like, just to see through. Like He's a notorious for sitting on leads, so I, I didn't see that one going too wrong. Um, I think Celtic, Celtic, no bother. Um, what you got? Rangers, Rangers. I, I don't see a packed out Ibrox not willing the players on to win. So I, I think I think Rangers get through, and I, I, I don't think it's that difficult. I, I think they win about three or four now. I think they'll come and hammer them because say, same as Celtic at the weekend, everybody's on their back already. Oh, Postacoglu needs to go, then they go and absolutely whitewash a team six now. I think that game's coming for Rangers um, midweek, and then for me, St Johnston. They're just so sticky at the back. They're just so hard to break down. So I wouldn't actually be surprised if St. Johnston got through. I doubt it, but I would love to see it. I'm, I'm all for Scottish football. Eh? I'm like Mr. Coefficient. I love it. As it's long as it's no heart, any team, go for it. That's like the... Uh, 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 interesting. We uh, do Miguel. love the coefficient. I uh, we love it. I heard last week Miguel was all for getting rid of Ange and bringing back New Lennon. Ah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Enough yeah. of that. Miguel, Miguel's got Furiashi on one side of the bed and Ange on the other side of the bed when the missus is away. Well, Last week I heard you were burning training tops, never going back, boycotting dominoes, and here we are in any tracksuit. Me? <laughs> Not at all. Right. I'm Mr Celtic. I'm I'm like the biggest Celtic dad. I wanted Neil Lennon to keep the job last year. I'm an idiot. Do you think Just being be- a do you think being a big Celtic dad is a good thing? Or not? No. Okay, I've got any wins. I'm a Celtic dad. What's that? I was I was one of the idiots that took the photo coming back to Lazio, looking at the plane window, going, eh, "What was it? What was it? Uh, can you see he... Rangers coming? Ah, I can't see them coming on that. Yeah, like, with your Celtic like half on. Yeah, I've, I've literally made alphabets into Kyogo's name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you should are send you it to him. So, send it to him. Guys- on Twitter and see if he reacts to it. I reckon he might. Oh, I, reckon he loves he I reckon he loves yeah, it. Yeah, he's on Twitter. Yeah, it's on Twitter. Do it now, no. do it now. I've got, I've got the best interaction. I'm going to tag the Celtic Japanese Twitter because it just started. Oh. They will love that stuff, I'm <laughs> telling you. They will be like, what in oh. earth is The cuisine eating? in Japan is a little bit above potato alphabet shapes, is it not? They pride themselves on their food. <laughs> There may be a new sponsorship. Can you imagine it? I'm just, Alphabet right, I'm go to Japan. For, I'm hoping for a bird's eye sponsorship with this. <laughs> what, are, you, are you guys singing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go? What's the rest of it? Wake me up before you go-go. Who needs Kent this. when you've got Kyogo? Oh, There's some been decent football chants so far, to be fair. Oh, yesterday. I'm not repeating the Declan Gallagher one on here. Um, some good ones, God. though. So... Um, 
Abba's give me, you know, give me, give me, give me a man after. I can't sing like the worst singer in the world, by the way. So I apologise. Everyone can just do this bit off. Scott could but do it. Would, um, so it's give Not it, give it, Scott. give it to Christian <clears throat> Ramirez. Pass him the ball and watch him score all the goals. And it's really uplifting. <laughs> Really, that's good. I love it. Man United fans like coming on Aberdeen Twitter saying, Oh no, that's for uh, Cavani. And you're like, How small are Man United fans these days that you just have to go to another country? To another, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. That, oh, yeah, and I don't, sorry, I didn't realize you already had that. Oh, sorry, no, it's okay. On you go, uh, sorry, that's not. Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know you had that copyrighted. You know, uh, all, all your songs. Um, Constantine and Calvin Ramsey, Ramirez and Jack McKenzie. That's entertainment. That's quite good. Um, I also really like, don't know if this one is going to work at Livingston. We've got money, we've got oil. All you've got is Susan Boyle. Yeah, I didn't even know she was from Livingston. Do you reckon no, maybe, like, you reckon <laughs> maybe <laughs> like during COVID? Or like folk have had too much time in their hands and actually writing some decent tunes for once. Uh, to be fair, songs were great. I'm not sure about Declan Gallagher's <laughs> one because it refers to what, a baseball cool. band. What I'm is not cool. It's the most I factual can, one, if anything. I can't use <laughs> I can't that word's not allowed on the podcast. Well, see, like, like well, let's do a deal here, right? If we mind you, I don't know if we can say the other one. We can't because we can't say the Declan Gallagher one, we can't say the other Kyogi Kuriyashi one. I've not heard that one. Have you heard the Angie Foster Coglu song? Right. No, is what? it good? Uh, what's that song? Oh, it's quality. You're getting that in coming home. I got my eyes on you. And Foster Coglu. Oh, and then I do like the give it, give it, give it to Christian Ramirez because it is quite uplifting. It's quite like good. I like a song that's got a good like tune to it and it's like quite fun. So my dad and I are going in the red shed on Thursday night. Oh. I know. They'll be singing going on in there. I said to my dad, I was like, do you think it'll be a bit rowdy? And he's like, no, I think we'll have a good time in there. My dad's Can't he wait, he's buzzing for it. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. So off we go to the Red Shed. So Limbs everywhere. The singing, I think, it makes a big, big difference. And it, how good is it when there's just, like, a good song and everyone, like, especially if it is about, like, who you're playing or it's just, like, a spontaneous one? Because that one about Susan Boyle was really funny. I didn't even know she was from Livingston. There was a guy yesterday, right? I swear to God. He was sitting next to me and he disappeared. Or well, not right next to me, but in the same area. And we just seen him appearing that we are there's like a fan group called The Boys. He appeared where they were and he just started singing Dundee's a shite hole. And like again, again factually uh, correct. Oh, everybody's standing there going, how did he end up for here or there? And like you could just see him bouncing about in that. And they were all singing away with him, and I'm going, I don't think I think they just like ripped the fish out of the boy like here. I think they were just playing to him like the boy was absolutely gubbed. Must have had four bottles of butt fast before he went in. I think um, that is one of the things about Scottish football that I think we are good at. Like some of the songs are just brilliant. I don't think in England it's the same. I don't think they're as funny. If only no. we had someone on the podcast that sang or wrote football songs. <laughs> Miguel, I'm, I'm hiding. <laughs> but but I think we, we sing, do you not have to pay him if he sings on this? What's that? that? I thought we'd have to like, do you not have to pay him money if he sings on this? So let's not encourage it. He should pay us, because <laughs> it's what people listening to his song. It's like it's like the radio though. It's like the radio, like soon you just put a song on, you, they 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 then pay you the royalties for it. Yeah, so I keep so singing, just keep them royalties coming. <laughs> now, nah, can can I say something serious here? Actually, I've 
just actually had the royalty sent across for the Scotland song that released that was going to that I'm going to put to charity, sorry. And do you, no, do you was, know? I was going to put to charity when you no, said there first. What I was saying was, I was going to just put that to it, but I've got an album as well. So the stuff that I've had for that as well, I'm going to put into it. So see, he's a rod jump on my back there. Oh, wasn't he, Miguel? I'm your biggest fan. I'm still trying Good to get fun. you to be at Hamden for the Scotland qualifiers. Are you not at Hamden for that? No. Uh, SFA are getting a lookalike and then singing song just because that's what the SFA do was rip us off. Did you, not see, did you not see their card? They put the card out with my lyrics in it. I know, that's, that's why I said it because I knew that would get your oh. response. Yeah, but you're still the SFA stealing things from us. Yeah. But you're still. Oh, like I felt short. Just, just tag me in it or something. <laughs> just say, Folly the, Folly the wee fat singer. Get him Folly. <laughs> no, but see. Like, they're talking about the royalties, right? See the royalties I've got for it. You'll never guess how much it was. It is absolute buttons. £10. There's been 84, there was 84 people actually bought a single because you can look into it and then you've got your streams on top of it. 96 quid. See, it's the streams that kill you because you you get pennies, don't you, for the streams? Oh, absolute pennies. I had 20,000 streams on the song on Spotify alone. That's not adding in Amazon and Deezer and all that. The goal yet, 96 quid. Oh, you're shocking. That's so for cool. everyone, the lesson here is I assumed it was like at least 10%. Buy McGill's music. Buy it. What was your album? How much is your album? Uh, oh, God knows. Uh, I've clearly, John's, clearly, John's not bought the album there. Aye, we're only just friends now. He'll get a free one. Same. God, you're fine, son. <laughs> I'm, I'm his agent. <laughs> this, is why you're, this is why you're making no money. <laughs> you get free albums. Uh, uh, right, foot, aye, football. What were we talking aye, about? Oh, aye. Um, so we reckon that there's a good chance everyone can get through. Oh, I never give mine. I'm, I think all five will go through. There you go. All five, right? Okay, right. We'll move on to the weekend. We kind of spoke about it a wee bit, didn't we? Somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. Saturday. So we'll continue with Rangers. We reckon Rangers are going to bounce back, or yeah. is it early signs of? Gerard That's maybe it. is Gerard is maybe, t- finished. Is Gerard maybe rotating too much and he should be just being, playing his best team early United was. isn't for everyone is it so <laughs> I, like I, you, I like... genuinely had Dundee United I was going to redo my predictions which haven't come out yet but I'm sticking with what I said but I was going to be putting Dundee United into potentially 11th they were very poor against us very poor I think I think though over the two weeks that we have seen Different performances from most teams. Even Aberdeen were not that great yesterday, as well as what they were the week we're before. We're just having a rest. Having a little rest. Oh, but you, you did perfectly. You got wins. If you're winning when you're not even playing at your best, that's the best thing for it. But it's the ter- in terms of performances, the hungrier team won on Saturday. Pindy rated seemed to me the, the team that wanted it the most. Um, Tony's got you. Could he come on tonight as well and talk about Dundee United? It's only ten days. What did they talk about Dundee United? But uh, no, I they were um, quicker to the ball. They, they were wanting to counter attack at every opportunity. Very good when they were passing the ball, uh, especially in between the lines. And Rangers just looked sluggish. Rangers, as if they thought something was going to happen and they just had to wait for it. So no, I thought the, the, the better team won. 
I, I don't know about you, but I've, I see it. Somebody tell me this stat, and I don't know if it's going to be like an earn shout. I don't know if it's real or no, but somebody tell me it. So I'm going with it. That the last six games that Rangers have played with full crowds, they've lost four and won two. That's the stat I heard. I think that's incredible if that's true. What was it that Stephen Gerrard said? Fans have never won a football match. Aye. Then, yeah, the last game before the fans left, was it no Hamilton they got beat off at home? Because it I was Hamilton, off, Hamilton at home and then they got beat off Hearts in the Cup. Because then yeah. everybody was talking about how Gerard, the only reason Gerard didn't get sacked is the fact that they ended the season early. But yeah, can I just I say one thing, one thing from Twitter I've seen that needs dispelled. I've seen someone say, um, Dundee United showed you what happens if you actually play at Rangers. Dundee United, like they, they showed fight, but they sat in so deep. They oh. had one, they had one l- lucky deflection that went in the back of the net. For me, they didn't play at Rangers at all. They they defended well, but I'd, I'm I'm not buying this whole. If you go and attack Celtic and Rangers, Dundee set up to attack Celtic at Celtic Park yesterday, and look what happened to them. You have Dundee, to play smart against Celtic. I think that the United attacked when they knew they could attack. I think exactly. that's the difference. And, and they did the exact same thing to Celtic last season as well at Tannadice, where they kind of sat back for large, large periods of the game. And then once they thought they could get a counter attack, they, they started. To, and that's the, that's the difference. Um, the, the fan thing, um, I don't kind of buy into as much. I, I always said that Rangers were very poor when, when it came to certain stages of the season under Gerald because of the fan pressure. Uh, I think you know, you'd go to Ibrox and you'd feel the anxiety because nine in a row was such a big thing, ten in a row was such a big thing to try and stop ten in a row. I think you'll only find out this season if that's the case. Further down the line, I don't think after one game, one defeat, that's you know necessarily what the, the issue was. I think uh, well, too, if, if you could Marvel, but then they were playing certain games in front of fans last season. Um, I think the I, I, I think they've, they've sat back too much in terms of the transfers. They've not got rid of players that they probably thought they were going to or they should they should, should have, in my opinion. And they've brought two players that look on paper to be decent players, but that's not, you know, you should be strengthening, especially if you think Celtic are weak or were weak. And that's a big problem. But at the moment, I'm looking at the Rangers situation. And I think Rangers beforehand needed Gerard more than Gerard needed Rangers, but now he needs them more than they need uh, him in terms of keeping his CV up. Because if he's going to stay at Rangers, he needs to win a, a second league title in a row. He needs to do well in the Cups. And that's that's the big sticking point now. Um, but have we seen uh, though again that when the media start questioning him and it's difficult questions, he, he doesn't deal with it well. Mm-hmm. I like his answer to the one about a lion's den. Mm. Right, no lion's den. You don't. Uh, it wouldn't be like a lion's den ever at Celtic Park because a lion's den is when three lions escape from a cage and jump over it and run towards you. I don't think he heard that phrase. I don't think he's heard that phrase before, and he must be thinking, "What's this man asking me about?" But it was bizarre. And did he not refer to Dundee United as Dundee a few times? Yeah, ago. and he doesn't seem to know there's two teams in Dundee still. But the, that the, seems to have really baffled him as well. But the yeah. well, Sky Sports, to be fair, don't know which teams are in Scotland, so don't know if you can expect managers to. Most, but I, I, I don't want a manager who reacts well to defeats. Do you know what I mean? It's, I said the same when it came to Ange. You know, sometimes you have to be a wee bit cuter because Scottish journalists will just keep on hounding you. 
Um, but, you know, uh, it's more how the manager deals with the team and how they deal with the next game that's the, the big issue. Um, I don't know. I think it's managers that benefit more from no hands being in. I think last season, if fans had been in, Derek McInnes would not have been there as long as he was. No chance. Because it is very hard to ignore either people just not going or people basically just chanting for him out, you know, game after game. The Ross County 4-1 would have been absolute riot and you would have had hard then going to Tawdry and at away games, you would have just had chance of Derek out for the whole game. And I think it makes it very difficult for anyone to justify keeping. I know fans, you know, don't choose manager all this, but when you've had a string of results like that and you're having your manager facing that week in, week out with nothing getting any better and fans stopping going, then I think something does happen. I think Neil Lennon probably um, was, would have been the same last year. Mm. He'd have been gone if fans were in, I think so. Well, do, do you know what, right? I know this has gone back to last season and probably shouldn't have been done it, but I think that Celtic team actually needs, we're talking about fans and grounds, that Celtic team played to an atmosphere. I don't care at any of the stage. You've got Rogic who is slow as death, but when there's there's a moment, he always comes up with a moment, like you all know, Hamden, we'll not talk about it, but uh, <laughs> you all know that, that when it comes to the point, like the players seem to turn up when there is a bit of pressure and they can feel it. They, you, you can feel it about a stadium. You, you get you get the atmosphere. Like how many teams have went to Celtic Park, Ibrox, and well, we did say it, like crumble, and then but it gives the players an extra yard of pace. We beat Barcelona. Celtic beat Barcelona two one at Celtic Park because of the crowd. You say you were just going back to last season. I know. We <laughs> 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 start talking about Lazio again. <laughs> No, He's but, having to go back a long way to remember a decent Celtic results as a problem. Are we in Rome? We won in Rome. Nobody <laughs> else has won in Italy and Scotland. The Scottish team's won in Italy. We've done it. We've got two trophies. I don't bang on about every two No, months. we're there. Rangers beat Fiorentina on penalties to get to the UEFA Cup final. In 90 minutes. Come on. 90 oh, minutes. No, no, that's so another one in 90 minutes. It you just said win. You just said you win. You just said 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 win. They won. They won them the fixture. Um, so do we think we're seeing signs of Dundee United might be better this season? It's been I actually thought against Aberdeen for a wee spell. They did show different kind of style of play to what they had under Berlin last year. They are trying to play the ball a bit better, pass it about, and do, maybe quick impact. That win could know, give them a massive lift. Charlie had a good game on Saturday, to be fair. After mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, I thought, that's actually maybe not an awful signing for them. And then it Pataudry, awful. And I thought it was a bad signing for him. He's passed it. Ridiculous. Peter Pollock looked really unfit and off of it. Mark Reynolds. It, I really like Mark Reynolds, but he would struggle, I think, to get into much of these sites. You know, they've got a lot of players who are probably looking to be at the end of their careers, which is difficult because you're going to have to spend money, I think, I guess, to plan and they've spent a lot as it is. But I did not think they looked good at all. They were much better on Saturday. And it I think it might just be a case of this season feels all a bit odd and we might see quite a few surprise results. I think the thing with McGrew is I hope he's not just turned up for a game against Rangers. Uh, some players do that. Sometimes you see Oh, Rangers against... fans on Twitter thinks that's it's a conspiracy, that's what he's but, done. But you know, there, yeah. there are some players that will play against Celtic, play against Rangers, or play against both of them, and then suddenly they, they, they go hiding or they just they don't see him as, as, as up for it. Um but 
you know, it, it, as I say, I, th- I think the better, the, not the better team, but the more the hungrier team, I think, has got the win. Uh, this. He switched the floor at the back as well. Reynolds never played. Mm-hmm. It looked so, much that difference better. That's in terms of style that way as well, tactically. Much better set up, just looked looked a completely different side. I don't even think we were that good when we played them. No so, Shankland either. There's a, one million pounds, supposedly. If anyone's going to pay that for him, then Dundee United will be probably I driving to wherever it is. I think they would be keen for the cash, and I think that he is... There are players that you think, oh, you can't sell because who would you get in for the money you're getting and generally need to replace people. But I think a million pounds would be a brilliant deal for them. I heard 500,000 originally, then I've seen a million pounds, so probably something in between. But yeah, Bershut and... Uh, I've heard seven figures, as we mentioned. So... And there are clubs, and we've discussed this before, that will pay what we think is absolutely ludicrous because money is just very different there. There are lots of clubs that... I mean, £100 million pounds for Jack Grealish is one of the most ludicrous things I've seen. You won't talk about Jack Grealish. I'm fed up talking about Jack Grealish. And his lovely podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell. Apparently that's nice. what Stephen O'Donnell was saying to him for, night, uh, for however long he was on. Nice hair, Jack. Yeah, lovely calves, Jack. Uh, it was his calves he was after. He was a coin. Yeah, lovely calves, Jack. Totally just rounded him up. I'm all for that. I think that's great fun. I imagine Scott Brown does that kind of thing. Yeah, by the way, so you just mentioned Stephen O'Donnell. He's got to be one of the most unluckiest guys in football, and really, everyone's just gone wrong from there. You see the own goal? Yeah. Oh, I just felt so sorry for him, yeah. Steve Clark was in the stand as well. I know. Oh, oh, that's his dad. He's all right. He's dad will suck, Other than the England game, I would say his performance at the Euros was subpar. Although... That was a good game for Steve Clark to go to, considering Marshall's not going to be number one at Derby. Um, number three, supposedly. Well, exactly. So, Xander Clark. How have they got, they've got two keepers better than David Marshall at Derby? Well, they've got Wade Rudy as the manager, so I don't know if that's. They're struggling financially as well. Right. So, David Marshall's is, pro- is probably a, one of the higher wage earners, I would think, there. So, maybe they're trying to shift them on, I would think. Are they not under a transfer embargo in there anyway? Yeah. I think they can sign free transfers now. They've caught oh, they're at the quota. They're at 23, which is the amount of players you're allowed if you're in that situation. So they will need to get rid before they get anyone else in. So, so we'll see what happens. So but yeah, Xander Clark, Clark and Liam Kelly play. both I thought had a good games. I put Clark ahead of Kelly slightly, um, just because of the cup wins last season and obviously the play in Europe. Um, but yeah, I thought they both had a good game. Uh, some good saves during that game. Clark, Clark was brilliant the other night as well against Galatasaray. Like, honestly, God, you've got to look at it. I think they only had like one shot on target at one point. Galatasaray. Well, yeah, they didn't have. I would say they did not have a brilliant game. And I actually, I've said some Johnston won't get through, but actually. I'm, I'm not sure. I would like them to. I would really like them to. But it is that, you know, do teams that are, you know, generally the favourites and a good side just have one off game and have Galatasaray have their off game? Let's hope no, yeah. And St Johnston, I've seen, so there's now seven clubs getting fans. St Johnston are ticked. And Hearts and Hibs got signed off today by the council. Quite surprised by that one, to be honest, because Edinburgh City Council's been quite strict 
And I wasn't sure if they were going to come through on that. But yeah, so we're waiting on St Mirren, Livy, both the Dundee clubs and Motherwell. And just quickly go back to the Galatasaray situation. They got pumped twice off PSV, so they might be... You know, so they've already had a couple of bad games, so maybe just a run of bad games. Just maybe that's a good thing for St. Johnson. And we talked about it last week as folk talk about Galatasaray as if they're still a giant. They're not a giant at European football anymore. No. So St. Johnston under Davidson have proven already they can defy expectations. St. Johnston are going through. They're hard to beat. What's the they domestic are, like, so hard to beat. The only thing they do lack is something up top. That that's the if they could get a striker in, but then you could say that for about three quarters of the league. Yeah. Harry, I know how desperate you are to talk about Edinburgh and how things are going well for Hearts. Hey. <laughs> well, 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 you know what I'll say? I'll say their win this weekend was substantially more impressive than their win last weekend. I, I think the only reason they beat Celtic is because Celtic refused to go up and play. I, I don't put that down as a good Hearts performance. I thought Hearts were absolutely abysmal against Celtic. Um, they literally the only reason they won was because they're the team that Celtic were playing. Celtic would have got beat up by the Ross County last week. Um, but St Mirren, I, I, it's frustrating because I'd St Mirren is my like surprise package this year because I think they've been quite savvy in their transfer business. But um, obviously failing to beat a bad Dundee side and then the small team that just got promoted from the Championship <laughs> couldn't even beat them as well. Eh? It's, it's sad. Um, but to be serious, um, I think Boyce is a very good striker. Um, I think Craig Gordon's probably the best keeper in the league. No, 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 no. no. Uh, well, he's at, at, at the moment, he's Scotland's number one, so that, that's when they go. Uh, to be no, fair, there's, the a, there's a, is, a, a, a wealth of very poor keepers in the league at the moment, so he might be, but I wouldn't, if I was him, I wouldn't think that was a massive. No, I don't problem. think there's poor keepers, I think the quality of keepers in our league is pretty good, actually. Where? Oh, uh, Chris he... Dundee United. Okay, Joe yeah, Hart, fair. He's all right. It's debatable because he'll play for a bit, but Joe Hart, yeah. I reckon regular games will be good at Celtic. McGregor yeah. at Rangers. Man, yeah. Macy's off to an all right start. Macy looks all right, I think. Conversation from Craig me, Gordon, like, yeah. Liam Kelly, Xander Clark. Xander Clark is quite decent, actually. Yeah. Basically, well, Joe Lewis isn't that brilliant, and Livy's keeper threw the ball in his own net. So that was my experience of goalkeeping this weekend. I think the best, the best keeper is Dundee United. Secret. He's, he's good. good. Yeah. Secret. Yeah, he's good. He's, 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 I went Easter Road last year. I was about fighting him. But um, <laughs> I, my, my hot Tell us more. Tell us more. Sorry, what? Oh, did you know, hear about that game? Last so we season, when there was no fans allowed in. How were you I, oh, 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 mate, I was ready to get in the car. Um, <laughs> I know, we were playing them at Easter Road behind, obviously, no fans there. Um, we scored, I think it was McGuinness's first goal for the club. Scores for the halfway line back, then the ball just, you know, that awkward bounce in the middle of the box and it goes in. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Seagrest, he literally, I think it was something crazy, like 12 saves. But like, at least seven of them were absolute world days, like literally flying across the goal and that. 1-0, we're all raging at the fact that we've now improved our goal difference. 92nd minute, Mark McNulty cuts the ball back and some crappy wee Dundee United player scores and makes it one each and we didn't even beat them. Oh, we were fuming. Bye. That Seagrest is a problem. But the keeper, I think, so, I think he, I'm surprised he's not moved on to a better club. Where's he from? What's his national side? Swiss. 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 Right. Wondering if he's got a, a well, the one thing I will say about the Swiss, they've also got good keepers and their flag is a big plus. Hey! Maybe he's got a Scottish granny somewhere. 
the hot take on Hearts, I reckon Craig Halkett is one of the worst centre-backs in a uh, back two in the league. I think he's absolutely stinking. If he never played a fl- back three at Livingston, he would not. He wouldn't have a career. Uh, this yeah. is a hot take, isn't it? Our return is good yeah, for Hearts and potentially good for Scotland. Do you like any of the Hearts players, though? I, 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 I like them. No, I, like I try. I do you try think any of them? Are, do you think any of them are good? <laughs> um, I, I think Herring, Herring gets a bit of five out of ten, which is all right. Um, Boyce, <laughs> Boyce is a solid four and a half. Um, uh, you know what? He gets a five because that song that he used to sing, the Stendhal song, that was a cracker. Like, uh, so, uh, what was that back, Boyce and attack. Stendhal's got them playing. Hearts are back. <laughs> and then <you> got <laughs> wait till wait till this goes out. You said in heart zones. Oh, okay, Speaking of um, hearts uh, centre halves, though, I see Christoph Berra now nice play, plays for Wraith Rovers. Oh, that was He'll get quite the reception, I think, on oh, Sunday. Oh, the preseason friendly against him was quality. He literally never touched the ball once without getting booed like mad. Eh? It, it was after 15 had, minutes. Did oh. you see we played hearts on a Friday night? Must have been. Must have been the 18-19 season, and we played them on a Friday night after the split, I think. And um, our there was a basically an altercation between Christoph Berra and one of our ball boys. Christoph Berra just oh, lost his mind. He was going to go like attack this boy. It was like I mean, he knew what he was doing, and it was great. It was a really good photo of our ball boy. But he's a bit much, isn't he? There was um, I'm not going to name the club, but there was a club playing Hearts when that was last last season. Nielsen there and Berra came back to his, was it a knee injury, Hud? Yeah, um, somebody I know, I'm not going to name who he is, was in the the opposition's team in the dugout and shouted to his striker, get on top of him, he's got a dodgy knee. Robbie Nielsen turned around and went, hey, show some respect. He was a Scottish internationalist. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I couldn't believe it. That's like one of the moments that who do, you, do you know who I am? Can I hang in it? It's like, what? Mate, sit down. Was that Green Rick Morton there? I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> not telling you anything. So, talk about Hearts doing well. Good start. Maybe a slight change in terms of play, a bit more positive the way at the weekend. There's a sandwich. There's a the meeting the sandwiches, Aberdeen. Aberdeen are in Edinburgh sandwich just now, aren't they? Well, Just, sorry, Erin, for disturbing your dinner. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I suppose so. I've never, I've never heard it described as that. I don't know if that's going to catch on. Oh, does heart, hearts, so hearts. Well, are, no, I get, I get. That's how a sandwich goes. Hearts of the bread, hips of the bread. Where the, I, I get, I really, I get yeah, the meat. We are the meat. What's kind of fun are you? Understood. Oh, it must be kind of lamb until. Oh, you're you wee, you wee joker. I'll set him up, mate. You, I think this, I know where this is going because yesterday the pie chat, I said, look, the issue with the pie is this. And I said, but I guess it's kind of like the way you eat a sandwich, which is if you buy a sandwich, let's say you go to Tesco, actually not bad for one. Boots is okay as well. You get a meal deal. No, don't like meal deals. Why? You, you don't like meal deals. They're rubbish. You don't like good no, value. frequent meal deal, mate. That's what it's all life, mate. That is life. That is the life. I'll make you a meal deal for That's two pounds. I'll make you a meal deal for <laughs> two pound fifty in the house. The oh, will do you on for seven fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if oh, I went to like just... Bora Bora and there wasn't a meal deals, I'd be leaving. Like I wouldn't be. <laughs> right, so just let's imagine though, right? You just need something. Right? I think we can all agree, so everyone else can agree that a meal deal is great. Oh, 
Estaba todo el capítulo. No, no fue. Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 Is it good value if you're you're eating other one crisps at that that moment in time? So is it good value? Crisps, and you could keep them later if you want. Yeah, or some pineapple chunks. Correct. You can keep five of them. What crisps? Crisps have a six month expiry date. You'd be alright with the crisps. Oh, don't eat them. But meal deals. Nah, big curly pieces and that. Miguel's not meal deals. Scott's not meal deals. I'm not meal deals. Three against two. Meal deals are... Wait, wait. Can I try and change your minds? So, you know what's absolutely quality? You get your meal deal, you go up, who cares what you've got? You just, you get it and then it's all ready to pay. And on the hang it says like £4.67 minus £1.67 and you get to save money. Oh, yeah. You've gone to M and S and you've got a wee sandwich for the train. Imagine, oh, M and S. It would be M and S. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, M and S. Oh, that is Aberdeen. waiting oh. for the five pound meal deal that's got one of the wee mini bottles of prosecco in it. M and S did your meal deal. Then you'll be fleecing them. I think it was four fifty. Oh, no. Imagine you're going. You're at a train station, right? So you're going to get a wee sandwich from M and S because that's what's at a train station. So you go and you get your sandwich. It's also more expensive than a normal M and S. The petrol station is more expensive. Never mind. So you get your sandwich. Let's say you maybe get like a little, a little BLT or maybe I do like a prawn mayonnaise. So you get your sandwich, right? You're going to eat your sandwich. Uh, don't shake your head like you've never had a sandwich before. I've had a you sandwich. You know the concept. You've had a sandwich, yes. I've had so a sandwich. I've established that meal deal sandwiches are fish. Well, you go to m you get a really fancy sandwich, right? It's four pounds. Beat the m right? I used to have a meal deal sandwich. Go desperation, to desperation tactics. Last and resort take, meal deal. It's Stop. your big triangles. Your you take out your packet and you eat the crusts no. first. Oh my God, here it gets worse. You eat the crusts first? Yeah, so I said this yesterday and everyone acted as though I said I would like, I was going to go and kill a puppy. You eat the crusts. <laughs> you, you cannot slag good John for his ham sandwich or burger sauce when you are eating the crust first. That's not going to tell me you probably eat the contents of the sandwich before the bread. So you've you've no, bought so you, yourself. No, you specifically. You I don't know why it has that you've had to come down with it, the real deal, but you've specifically said the real deal. You've specifically saved all this money to then eat the crust first. Yeah, because it's the worst bit. See if you're playing a fiver for a meal deal, you won't eat the books as well. You won't not to eat the books. You've got a sandwich. You've got a meal. Right. You've got a three pounds meal deal from Tesco. Right. You've got your sandwich. It was about this a minute ago. Well, I know that. Why, why is the shop promoted? You've got. Right, you've Can got... Can I get an advertising deal? Next thing you know, the retailers have a meal deal for 750 100%. So you've got a BLT from M&S, right? <laughs> get on your train, because you're, you're going to a game, and you open up your sandwich, and you eat it, and you eat around the crusts first, and then you've got the big, all the filling in the bread. Yeah, because the crusts are the worst bit. No. It's like the crusts are the punishment for then the good bit in the middle. The crusts are good. Yeah, they're good see- for you, they're fine, but... The crust is like, you don't want to be left with that. So you eat the crust first and then you've got the best bit. It's like a Christmas dinner. You don't want to be left with the You eat the crust with a bit of the sandwich. Yeah, with a bit of the sandwich. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, 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 you've got to suffer through the crust to get the good bit. Like at your Christmas dinner, you don't want to be left with like 
a Brussels sprout and a little bit of like carrot. You want to have like the last things, you want to be a bit stuffed in a roast potato. You, you need to have the best bits last. Uh, so, no. so, wait there, so wait there, you buy a sandwich from a shop, right? It's the deliberately cut into triangles, so you've got these triangles. And uh-huh. then what you you guys, and I'll have to describe this for, for the listeners, you pick it up. And like play the accordion and just go mum, 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 like that <laughs> to be then left with the crusts. Are you trying to say that Erin motorboats a sandwich? Is that what that looked like? <laughs> no, no, Erin is, 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 is the opposite. Erin actually does it. She, 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 does the, she does the opposite. But Scott McGill <laughs> is trying to suggest that he eats the, the inside of the sandwich, just has the crust to hold on to. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's normal. I'm pretty sure actually my friend went on a train and was like, what on earth are you doing? Yes, so exactly. Why would you not eat the worst bit? Why would you punish yourself? I think, I think this demands a vote on Twitter. How do people eat a sandwich? Crust first. Crust first. Crust last. Crust last. Is this like 51% food podcast and then 49% food? I guess it was 75% food. It's a Scottish food football podcast, is it not? Good evening and welcome to Gordon Ramsay. It used to be a gourmet edition, but you brought it down to like being... I I honestly just think I was getting abuse yesterday and deserve. Uh, No, you get it yesterday and you're getting it today. (laughs) It shall continue. Oh, now I feel like I can't get a little sandwich to eat on the train before I go to a game anymore. Well, well, everyone's going to be looking at it. Everyone like knows that. now how you eat a sandwich. They are going to be, it's going to be. Hey, so I, I, have... still don't know, I still don't know why you had to bring the meal deal into it. There's no meat for the juice and the crisps. See, what if it wasn't a meal deal sandwich? Was it sweetie or whatever? It doesn't, but it was just a sandwich technique. That's I what was just explaining the concept of a packet sandwich in case anyone wasn't. Have you heard of Christmas bread? I don't really eat sandwiches that often at home, but if I did, I guess I would eat. Maybe I'd cut the crust off and not have it at all. You can get oh, crust yeah, bread. Guys, guys, imagine the meltdown Erin would have if she got a bagel. Oh, my Ooh. days. I like a bagel. I love a bagel. No crust, so it's perfect. You don't even think about it. Oh, the whole bit's good. Also, I do this with... So, at pizza, I eat the crust of the pizza first. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you <laughs> saying... Hold on. Are you oh, saying that is what the crust is for the hold on to? That is the whole point of oh, the crust. So, you hold on to it. And then you've got a bit sauce all over your hands. The crust is the crust is <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Unless you're getting your knife and fork out. Is that what you're doing? You get your knife and fork out. If it's a stuffed crust, I'm eating the crust last because you're getting oh. good at that. So a wee bit, a wee bit of cheese, and a wee bit of tomato, and the crust is like the thing of the pizza. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like a pizza roll top again, so it's fine. Do you do you pizza with a fork knife? Is this what you're trying to tell us? Yeah, exactly. If I was in a rest, if I was in a restaurant, oh. yeah. Oh. If you're talking about eating, if you're talking about eating. The crust off the pizza first. <laughs> what the fuck are you hold on to? Like, Can you imagine if Tony Macaroni sold macaroni pies? How should you? <laughs> the macaroni you pie is like... Yeah, see if oh, you're at Celtic Park and you get the Domino's pizza. I don't get the Domino's for this reason. No, I that's not exactly, because Celtic fans would be all over you. You'd be, the, you'd be a song. Oh. Uh, no one's ever be what kind of song you would be with that. You know? But like, there's loads of things where you eat like, the worst bit first. No. 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 <laughs> yeah, like you don't, you want to like treat yourself, so you want to save the best bits for the last. Treat yourself and don't get a meal deal. <laughs> treat like, yourself, back to football. Greg, mate. Back to football. Like, Let's get if back you have an ice cream with a flake in it, 
You would oh. have to fleet last. You probably eat the cone first. <laughs> what do you mean? You <laughs> yeah. I don't get a cone. I get a tub because I, I like to eat the cone first. But can't. So I get a tub and a wafer. <laughs> I would eat the cone first, but you can't do that. Nobody can eat the ice cream right, around the flake. <laughs> you take a flake out. You have it for pudding. It's the best. <laughs> for pudding. You have an ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I just there's no one else. If you're eating your dinner, do you save the best bits on the plate for last? Surely, yeah. No, I'm putting no. it all together. I just eat it. No, best best bits first, and then you leave like it's like you leave the tatty stuff to the end. That's the filler. Yeah, that's the then filler. Because you make sure you eat the good stuff so you're no full. Aye. And what do you count as the good stuff? Well, uh, whatever meat products you're having or whatever big meat whatever big processed meat correct right so you eat the bird's eye chicken burger first to get the quality and then you just eat as much oh. of the potato alphabet shapes oh. as you can do until you're done <laughs> right. is, trust me I'm fat <laughs> I honestly don't think eating a sandwich like that is weird because the crust is the worst bit why would you punish yourself after the delicious delicious <laughs> crust you guys think too much about your food in terms of how you're yeah. going to eat it. I just get right into it. That's it. Just enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. I do reckon, I do reckon yeah, if we actually that. start this food podcast, we might actually go places, actually. <laughs> I could see it on the TV with this, this stuff. I just, I just I think... Watch. A, view from the, a view from the kitchen. I think people will support me on this. Well, we're, we're going to put out a vote, so don't you worry. We'll find out soon. We'll find I out. I don't think there's... Five people that would agree with you. Think pizza, trouble. pies, and sandwiches. That's it. Right. Pizza. Give so me pizza crust other up. games on Sunday. Other games on Sunday that happened. Uh, we touched on Hibs a wee bit earlier. Ross County. They blew them away. Easy Street. Ah, it really was. Really was. Jake Doyle Hayes baller. Ah, he was a kind of surprising sign, wasn't he? Because he was all set to go to Dundee United. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was quite sceptical about it. And then um, we brought him in, and ever since he's, he's kind of like Gogic, but he can actually play football. Like, exactly what we needed, eh? Yeah. He's run over the top, though, to be fair, like, yeah. Pardon? He's did run over the top, though, to be fair. I was watching Aye. the highlights there. They had the chance to start, and then that was it. Aye, oh, not okay. honestly. It was, we just battered. And that Callahan, do you see his tackle? Should have been oh, off. That uh, centre back they got from Arsenal, absolute guff, yeah, big buddy boy. Was- yeah, that should have been a red. Yeah, that was, uh, for me, that was a red, that one. Uh, see, if every team does that to a Malky Mackay, Parrish team, I'm happy. I have no problems with it whatsoever. Uh, Hibs steamrolled over the top of them. Uh, so, aye, that was, that was a result of the week for me. Do you know, do you care what was a shock on that game, though? Was the fact that players spit all the week before. I thought he was, like, never going to play football again the way he went down. And then he was starting against you on Sunday. Like, it was as if he's... Could, it's as if his season was finished before it started. And then he's back playing. I took him at my team. I'm glad, I, I'm <laughs> glad was, I did that actually, to be fair. But he was I, in my team and he didn't do bloody dead and I was fuming with myself. Um, I know, but how, I, if, the thing is, if we play like we did in this first half, uh, we'll we'll beat every team in the league comfortably. That isn't uh, what you got, Celtic Rangers, Hearts and Aberdeen. But then if we play like that, we've got a good chance of beating those teams as well, in my opinion. Right, that's, that's the... Yeah, the thing the thing about Hibs is you started well last season. It's about mm. carrying it on, keeping on that momentum. Uh, but yeah, so far so good for Hibs as far as I'm concerned. I, the, the only problem, but it's the same as every team in Scottish football, just the depth. Because 
Um, the, the likes of Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs, St Johnston, very good starting 11s, but as soon as you go to the rest of the squad, there's not really much there. So if we are making a European run, then I reckon come October, we'll start to fizzle out quite quickly. Like. Do you see yourselves finishing above Aberdeen this year? I, see, the thing is, Aberdeen, I, I thought, didn't look that much improved, but that Ramirez just came in and he looks like quite a good player. Um, I, I'm, I'm confident. I, I think on paper, um, Hibs are comfortably a better side than Aberdeen. Um, I still think that Glass has got to take his time to get used to the tempo in Scottish football again. Um, and as, as well as uh, Aberdeen played against that, um, what was it, Hacken, the team that yeah. he's battered? I, I don't think he's have looked overly impressive since. Um, I don't think that's unfair to say. I suppose, though, no, what you not. could say is in no. terms of a mixture. See, last season, right. we would not have won against Livingston. No chance. With Madison now show we can win being creative, attacking football, creating plenty of chances, but we've also shown that we can win not playing too well. Hibs and Aberdeen, doesn't, there's not much between them at all. The thing I think going for Hibs, your attack's better at the moment. Yeah. But on the flip side, I would say our defence is better. I think Hibs probably need us, as well as maybe our striker as cover, they probably need someone else in case Porteous or Hanlon. I know McGregor's there, but you're still quite thin there in the ground. We are quite thin at centre-back as well, to be honest. Um, and actually, probably actually centre-back and striker is the two positions that Hibs and Aberdeen both need to strengthen. Aye. Yeah, I think Aberdeen, well, Ramirez looks very good. Um, Emmanuel Thomas, I'm not convinced about. He, he makes some good runs for space and behind. But other than that, it needs to be a bit more of a focal point. He needs to hold up the ball a bit better. The two games that I've seen, he's, you know, there's the games with Livingston last season as well. There's a player in there, I just haven't seen him come out yet. He's not a striker, and Glass did say when he signed, he's not someone who's been signed to predominantly play a striker. He did obviously play up top at the weekend, but he's not been signed, and he's better, he's better deeper. Watch him deeper, he plays just... good passes and all that type of thing. It's more about, as you say, finding an extra striker, I think, for your squad. We need, yeah, I mean, I quite like playing two up front, and I think Glass is quite keen. Jet, I wasn't sure about when we signed him, because it is one of those signings that I think is quite a little bit lazy, so people were seemed quite positive about it. It was quite a Derek McInnes-style signing. He had two good games against us signed him and there is just the worry that on those occasions and maybe the old other game that's been you know I suppose a, a good day and the actual standard of play is the kind of thing we saw yesterday I mean he knows that pitch and should have been you know confident it's his old club We'd, there was points where we just done better without him people were passing the ball and it was gone you know he people were passing the ball to him and it was completely pointless and I think we need another striker and then we need to find out where his best kind of position is. But a little bit disappointed after the first game where he looked really good. I think it's gone downhill. It's the early days, but I like him. I, I, I like him, and I think his engagement with the fans good, and I think he looks like he is up for it. But it's not what I was hoping for so far. You know, I remember him way back when he was at Arsenal he was supposedly going to be a, a, a kind of big star and stuff like that he's just never ever came, a, came across as, and maybe it is because he's not found his position not found the right place to really settle it doesn't in. stay at club Lord yeah enough. exactly um, but it, it's just at, at the moment 
you know, I, I don't know if it's a wee bit too much pressure or, or whatever, but it, it, the last two times that I've seen him, the ball's not stuck to him at all. Uh, but yeah, the, the Aberdeen social media team are, are obviously champing at the bit to produce content for him because I see him all the time with that. It's uh, funny, isn't he? He does like so, lots of little jokes. It's, but you know, you need to, to do a bit better on, on the pitch um, for that to carry on as well, I think. What do you think? I've seen you, I have seen your productions, but from what you've seen so far, will Hibs finish above Aberdeen? Is that for me? For Scott. For me? Is that for me? For Scott. For Scott. Uh, you, Scott. Uh, you've caught me off the hook because I can't remember how I predicted. I think I've got hips above Aberdeen. I've got no one above Aberdeen. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting laughed at, but oh, well, well. Hmm, we'll see. Um, let me see. I'll see what I've... Miguel's getting football cards. He's getting production cards. Yeah, you've done them all pretty. Are you going to put them on? Are they going to go on Twitter soon? Because you made they them look lovely. I put a wee bit of effort on it, pal. Thanks. I like them. I really uh, like when you sent it. I was really impressed. Thanks. Oh, that, by the way, that's yeah, like gig posters for years. You learn how to do all that kind of stuff. It's I, hope something. I hope you're getting paid for that. Hmm. John's coming round with that uh, ball bronzer for me. <laughs> well, the ball bronzer. Well, see, actually talking about ball bronzer. Did any of you watch the Olympics at the weekend? The speed walking. I know I had to watch how I said that. I've had a few rums. Speed walking <laughs> and the marathon. I saw some swimming marathon and I it was a stop. I would have simply drowned. It was mad to me. Like it's something like two hundred lengths of a pool. I think insane. Well, I was I, I caught some of the speed walking and the marathon. They are surely prime contenders for Manscaped because there must be some serious chafing going on. So ball deodorant. If any of you Olympic medalists are not, probably actually the ones that didn't win medals, they're the ones that are no use in Manscaped. The ones with the, I can say the package, the gold, the silver, the bronze, they clearly use Manscaped. There's no way you are running 26 so miles. Are you saying Manscaped is performance enhancing? Is that what you're saying? Performance enhancement, not in that kind of way. I've not tried sniffing <laughs> it yet. But, yeah, they, they, they must be using it. Uh, oh, aye, definitely. The ball deodorant, the ball bronzer, and they will be using the lawnmower 4.0 for a wee shave, five rings, or maybe a medal. If you want a, a medal, maybe a wee medal. And their medals are intricate. Did you see the medals? <laughs> Made of recycled... What was it? Recycled something. Pubes. I also didn't realise that... I, I'd never given it much thought. Obviously, I knew your medals have got, like, the Olympic venue in the year and everything, but I didn't actually realise that the design was so different for every Olympics. Because I guess the host nation designs them. Yeah. And they yeah. always look fairly similar. You never see them super up close, but they always look on the TV fairly similar. But these ones were gold, jazzy. Silver, bronze. I guess the colours probably, that's why. These ones you were know, super fancy, though. You know what? You'd feel really, really gutted, right? And I know it's all about bringing the world into a new age and being, like, climate, being aware of climate change and all that kind of stuff. They're using old phones to make the medals. Yes. And... I'd be gutted if I worked all my life to be an Olympian and no get an actual gold medal, get one medal to an old Samsung phone. I would be raging. It's got to be Nokia 32. I was going to say Nokia, Nokia, because then they're not getting ruined. Mind you, a Nokia not they're, finished. They're with you for life. Nokia finished. No, they've only been going 28 no. years. 
<laughs> I set him up, and you back him away. Thank you. Uh, I thought it was quite clever, though, like making him a recycled stuff in this day and age. I thought, I thought it was a nice thing to do, but someone over here is be chopping us in the bin. Uh, just, you've worked all your silver. life, but you want an actual bit of gold, do you know? Ah, you want gold, no silver or bronze for us. You, you, want, you want, want the real gold, eh? Unless it's a bronzer. Unless it's a bronzer. So, uk.manscape.com, 20% off any products, free shipping, with the code SFF Podcast, capital letters. Get involved. Who have we missed out from Sunday? Who have played in Europe? St. Johnson, kind of mentioned the. Uh, kind of oh, St. Johnson, by the had a draw, didn't they? Uh, they rotated a wee bit. They rotated like five changes. Did they? I was the only one in yeah, mind that. Changes. That and Aberdeen. It's the only one in mind that came in. I had a draw in there. I had the treble. I had Hibs, Hibs St. Johnson, Aberdeen. But I seen Tony Watts' chance as well towards the end of the, the game. And it was very similar to his goal there. Eh? Yeah. And they, yeah, they could have came away with three points there, yeah. which. By the way, I don't think Motherwell's looked a good outfit this go year by, so far. Go by the highlights, St. Johnston with T1 top for most of it, and then that kind of last 10-minute spell, 15-minute spell, when Watt scored and then had that other chance. So, yeah, they could have probably stolen that that result. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you wonder if it was just maybe a day or two too early for St. Johnston to really be at their, their, their best, as you say, those five changes. Um but yeah, that, that Motherwell would be a, a bit worrying for me if I was a Motherwell fan at the moment. See, the thing is with Motherwell, um, that Kevin Van Veen's just a big physical guy. He likes putting himself about the place. They do absolutely nothing from open play, but from set pieces, they look deadly like. So they'll steal points through set pieces, but I don't see them doing anything in open play. Well, that's what the, the St. Johnson centre-half got caught out with. Was he followed the big man and he left Tony Watts and his in a box for the first, well, for their goal, eh? It's crazy. Like the big, the guy is just a big unit, isn't he? He's no, he's no mobile, like. It's probably Tony Watt's best goal, eh, Scott? <laughs> I'll I get a laugh, He's very good at that game Fortnite, is he not? <laughs> ah, he's on that Twitch of that. I'll give you a laugh, though, right? I think, I think I told you this off, off here the last time about Tony Watt. My pals met them in Dublin for the team night out. So it was St. Johnson and Hibs at the time that were there. And my pal walked in, John walked into the toilet and there was Hibs players there and Tony Watt was standing at your and was talking away, loud as you like. And John went up to him and went, fuck's sake, Tony, you're not still talking about that goal against Barcelona, eh? And they all just erupted there. Uh, shocker, like. Did they wash their hands? For the What's that? Did they wash their hands? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you did an encounters last week, didn't you? We did. So I can, I can, an encounters plus toilets, I can bring Arthur Newman into it. Oh, that's, <laughs> but do I hear that? I don't, is it safe? <laughs> so, Arthur Newman, <laughs> and I was working at the nightclub at the time, and uh, I was in the, the toilet, and uh, Arthur Newman walked in, absolutely out of his nuts and booze, right? Absolutely wasted. And uh, there's this big trough, um for Aaron's benefit for the urinals and dropped his mobile. He was do, doing a piss and having his mobile phone at the same time. Pissed out his brain, dropped his phone into the trough and then <laughs> couldn't, couldn't work out why his phone wasn't working. And then tried to pass me his phone to see if I could fix it. I was like, no, you're all right. <laughs> you're all right was, that a, was that a Nokia 3210? 
Did he look at his wallet? Sorry. <laughs> oh no, sorry, you were asking me the point. Sorry. <laughs> so I that was my encounter. Hey, okay. A couple of things we need to mention before we wrap up. Best kit competition for the championship is now at the semi-final stage, to be honest. I think Kamarik and Morton are getting to the final because their fans have been getting on board with it, totally getting behind them. So if you're listening, Partick Thistle fans and Inverness fans, you just need to get involved because you're, you're letting your team down here. Just saying. Um, so that's going well. We'll probably do, I think, best kits for League 1 and League 2 as well, I think. Yeah, I think so, because it's quite good fun. And I actually like seeing all the other kits that you don't really see as much. And especially when it's like, you know, clubs have done something like special. Is Killy's not commemorating something? And um, was it, do you tell me it was more, someone's Morton. got their fans involved? Yep. Morton. The, f- cool. the home kit and the third kit were both designed by a Morton fan. Stradrag, yes, I like that. Aye, we'll see how the final pans out. I think Morton will win. Is a Morton kit not made by the club as well? Somebody tell yeah, me that. They are making it themselves yeah, as well, yeah. Well, yeah. That is quite good, actually. I like that. And I like seeing all the other kits. Some of them are great. I thought that Wraith one was really nice, but it's out. Did you vote for it? Yeah. Did you get, other Wraith, did you get Wraith fans to vote for it? I don't know any Wraith fans. And I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not speaking to Wraith fans, am I? I'm playing them on Sunday. They're not going to be able to Okay, vote for your club shirt. Oh, brilliant. Great. See you on Sunday. Football pals. No. <laughs> they're not. What if they beat okay. us? And I'll never, if they beat us, I would never hear the end of it. So I can't be doing that. No, no, no. Right, okay. Uh, fancy football. Touched on it earlier. I'm going to say it's going well, but the fact that St. Johnston, Aberdeen, Rangers... All rotated their team. Terrible. Absolutely. It's going horrendously. Oh, yeah. Unless you have to badly. Can I just say one thing? Get it up every single person that keeps putting James Tavernier as a captain every week. Where was it the weekend there? Never to be seen. Abada, he got me points for his assists. That'll do me. Abada's your top scorer, isn't he, in the league? No, no. We Kyle go. What? No, no. I've seen your predictions. Your oh, predictions. for me, I'm perso- oh, sorry, personally. I think men general, right? Aye, aye, aye. Mate, I'm telling you now. You want me to change that for you? You want me to change that for you, Abada? No, no, no. I think I'm meaning at this moment in time who the top scorer is. Oh, right, okay. Sorry, apologies. Abada. Are we allowed to change our predictions? I thought that was in and done. No. Not. They're all in. Final decision. Jury is. Scott's still going. I don't think he's. I don't think Gordon Jury's going to win top goal scorer. You made a. don't you don't you clap that, Miguel? He made a funny joke earlier. That that doesn't right. Don't encourage him. But uh, Harry, did you get a fantasy team in? I I I need to join. You can still join the leagues in that. Eh? Oh, Harry, come on! You're two weeks behind. Uh, well, cause, uh, like I've got I've got my team sorted. Can I take the points from that and join yours or all that? No, I don't know. Alright, oh, so you are. You've got. If you've got a team I've in got, other yeah, leagues, I think you can join leagues. Aye. No, but I think your points didn't carry over. Because my girlfriend last year, she done it. And when she joined the the league, she had already had 50 points for the first week. And she started up nothing on the league in the second week. Did you finish on top of her? But join anyway, Harry, just so I'm laughing. Mate, mate, I'm I'm not joining for a laugh. I'm coming to take over. (laughs) 
we don't come to play anymore. We're the hypies. Oh. Um, I know. Uh, had, had a cracking first week. Got 88 points first week. That's one of my highest ever. I was buzzing oh. with that. Like, nah, so, Hibs have so. fucked me this season with that fantasy already. Doi. Oh, no. Doi, Big McGinnis is in the team, by the way. Doi didn't play the first week because he was going to go for £5 million and then he's back in the next week, so we had sold him. Uh, Nisbet was up front for me and obviously he's very play and uh, Caden as well so no I have totally fucked me yeah. uh, so Fantasy Football sponsor Supernova Terraceware are giving £3 off any custom design or t-shirts on their website with the code again SFF podcast so again get involved they do a lot of custom t-shirts you can get like customs that are like lighter club colours or that and if you message them and say what kind of ideas you've got for colours and different things like that, they'll, they'll totally accommodate you in terms of doing different designs of that as well. So get behind that, all right? That's for the whole month of August. i just say that the the, fantasy, the average score, I was just looking at it there, was in the 20s for that, that week there because of the rotations in the team. Yep. I'm surprised. Yeah, but I'm I don't surprised. understand if the average score is in the 20s, how I'm so far down. I think, I think there's something going on. Yeah, you packing the team. That's you're putting Rangers players. I didn't actually. I tell, you, I, tell you what, I tell you what's wrong. It's the way you eat pizza, that's definitely what's wrong. <laughs> right, so let's make more predictions. Lower league predictions game. We are 1-0 up against Ali Graham. Miguel, you played a part in that. So yes. be yourself a part in the back. Oh, that was always going to be a draw. Always going right. to be a draw. So the way it works, we pick a game from the Championship, League 1, League 2. But actually... Cup this weekend. So, what we go really? We might not be able to do much this weekend. So we have League One and Two, I think. Yeah. No championship though. So what we'll do is we'll pick two from one and one from the other. Uh, and then I reckon we'll get Aaron Scott and Harrier a shot this week. What do you think? Aye, yes. aye. Right. Okay. Can I pick one of the games, but of course you can. I. I want to go with Hibs Kilmarnock. No, it's it's only in the league. Should we do a cut special? No, no cut special. It's league. Lower, lower league predictions are closing oh. in the title. Yeah, but we could, do, oh, well, we could do cut special one-off. No. Well, there, there we could... Well, there's one in the cup that's two lesser teams. There's Dunfermline against Rangers. <laughs> right. So, League One... Who's your, what, what game are you going for, Scott? McGill. settings. Oh, 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 oh. Try to get You've them got up Falkirk, Clyde Alloa, Cove Rangers, East Fife, Montrose, Peterhead, and Queen's Park, Dumbarton. Uh, you'd want to go with Queen's Park, Dumbarton, eh? Right. Can I take that one? Because that's the one that I'm actually going to go to, I think, this weekend. Oh, right, OK. I'll say 2-0, Queen's Park. 2-0, Queen's Park. OK. Shall we go for two from League One or two from League Two? Two for, two for League Two, because that's always a basket case, isn't it? Right, OK. League Two, we have only four fixtures on Saturday. So, Arnon, Stirling Albion, Kilnan Beathstrom Roar, Elgin, Albion Rovers and four for Kelty Hearts. I reckon we will go for Kilden Beathstrom Roar. Erin, what is your prediction? Mm, um, oh, 
I'm right. going to jump in a bit for this, Sarah. I remember you <laughs> saying, can I do the predictions, please? I know, but I really want to get it right. Okay, I think Cowdenbeath will win, and I think it will be 2-0. Yeah, right, another 2-0. Are right, you okay? I really want to get it right. It's a lot of pressure. It is so, pressure. Cowdenbeath are getting pumped that game. Cowdenbeath are dog meat. That's why we pay the big bucks. <laughs> uh, right, so I reckon the other game we'll go for in that league will be... Annan Athletic and Stolen Albion. That's the one game I didn't want picked because that's a, that's a tightest game. I'll go, I'll go one each. Remember where you went to uni, son? I can, I can. Uh, one, <laughs> one each, one each. What are you uh, going for, Harry? One all? Uh, one, 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 one. Right. If, you, if you want it, Sterling Albion will take the lead after about 15 minutes and Annan will equalise with about 15 to go. Right, okay, we don't get bonus points for that, but I like that information. Right. That's good. <laughs> so we've got Queen's Park versus Dumbarton. Scott Johnston has picked 2 0. Queen's Park, Kilnabeath, Strenoir, Aaron is going 2 0. Kilnabeath, and Aaron versus Stalwell, and Harry is going for 1 0. So the way it works is that we're going to win again this week, isn't it? Oh. But we need to beat Ali this season. Easy. Easy. We've got a, we've got a good a good squad. I, I can feel it. It's fun doing the protections. I really like it. I feel really nervous about it, but it's a lot of pressure. Yes. What if I should cover myself with a. The bet on Stranraer. Cheer me up. Well, week one. <laughs> I, Draw then. <laughs> week one, I put a treble on the teams that we predicted both teams to score and win. And I, I never came in. <laughs> never did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, um, I was going to talk about Scotland, but we've not got enough time. But I do want to mention quickly, Leanne Ross, Scotland women's player, retired at the age of 40. And... Must be up there with the greatest Scottish players ever, I think. Amount of caps, 133 caps, 14 league titles yeah. with Glasgow City, seven Scottish Cups, six other Cups, and I was still playing at 40. So she's moved into coaching, which you think with all that experience, hopefully has a good coaching career as well. Mm. I think she's for, she's for Falkirk as well, actually. Yeah. She's run about this area, I think. But, you know, I. It's such a 133 caps, that's crazy. 40 year old as well. How many folk have written you off before you get to that age? Do you know what I mean? I don't know really how many have written before 40. What's I'm that, sure Scott? You're the, I'm sure you're the only one that's reached that age, are you not? What's that? You're the only one that's reached that age. I'm on my peak. Don't worry about that. In your 40s. Aye. You're, just you wait till you get there. <laughs> Are you know Flurry Scott? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, just a couple of years and then that would be me. <laughs> am, I the, am I the youngest on the podcast team? I think we've had this conversation before, Ed. <laughs> I think Harry's... Harry is the youngest tonight. Oh. If I talk about podcast team, I think it's a, I think it's not a close run thing between you and Miguel. I mean, what age, what age do you think I am, John? 21. I'll take that. 21. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 29. I know you're 29. I know, but then my age is 28, but 29 staying. That is my mate. <laughs> 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 well, my alpha bites. And Aaron, you are what, 29? 30. Last yeah. year, the big one. So Miguel is the, Miguel Brons is the youthful oh. exuberance. 
he's the one playing the pranks in the dressing room. They're actually one of the oldest ones on tonight, Ellen. Oh, very funny. Very, very funny. You're taking the average age up. And you you, you and the two the two 40-year-olds are there. Do you know what I mean? That's a good players. I'm not 40 yet. I've been so nice to you tonight as well. When was that? You uh, stuck a bit in earlier. <laughs> said the predictions thing you've done it looks pretty thanks pal cheers thank you there you go um, can I just um, advertise something before we um, finish please yes two weeks tomorrow I think we're going to record a women in football special so we've got some guests lined up they're not all confirmed yet but we will put them out on the Twitter um, in advance so that people can get appropriately excited for it yes. and it will be a really good mix of guests that we can talk about lots of different things. So women's football, grassroots football, getting girls involved at a young age, and also just generally, I suppose, the somewhat embarrassing behaviour that certain men like to exhibit on Twitter, mainly, unfortunately. That makes it quite difficult for girls to, you know, go and just buy their sandwich and eat on the train and go to football and have a nice day out. <laughs> I just I honestly think people are going to agree with me a bit there so you can look out for that special because I think it'll be really interesting and there'll be a good diverse guest mix and I think it is important for us to remember that it is Her Game 2 and there is a really good Twitter site for the Her Game 2 campaign um, Can Absolutely. I ask you a question on women's football like to you grown up we're watching football it'd be hard for obviously you're the same as me I've like totally oblivious to women's football until recently. Obviously, I know it still goes on, but you didn't really see it advertised as much ten years ago. Like, did you actually have anybody that you looked up to in women's football? A little bit, but not a lot because it wasn't uh, advertised. So you know, clubs had women's teams, but they were very much separate, not talked about, not mentioned. There wasn't really. And, and partly, I think, a little bit of it will be because the internet, social media, that kind of thing wasn't so big and the money wasn't there for it to be on TV. It just wasn't a thing. I think clubs are a lot better now than they were at promoting women's teams. I think women's there's a women's um, sports scene now on um, and I think there's been some talk about more programming and a better kind of time slot. And I think there's a lot more now with younger teams as well because I know quite a few people who have young daughters who are playing football which is great because Mm -hmm. you know it's difficult to say well you can go watch every week but you can't play it so I think it is um better but I think I think there's still some way to go because I think people talk about kind of real football and men's football and you know people talk about as well oh you know a Scotland team's never done this or that and it's not just football though it's all sport I think it was Andy Murray had called out when someone said they were the first, you know, whatever player to get to. And he said, you know, male player. And it is true because mm-hmm. I think often you get sport and then women's sport as though the default is kind of the men's stuff. And we just had the Olympics on. Some women have done absolutely brilliantly and it's a shame. Who I do really like is Rachel Corsi. She's good. We like her. Average fan. I think when you look at the kind of male game, Male we'll side of things when it comes to the men's football is there's a lot more women coming through um, in administrative roles there as well. So it's not as if people have to stay in, you know, just watching women's football or just watching men's football. It's kind of all kind of integrating. I think, you know, I've interviewed Jackie Lowe, the Palak Thistle 
chairperson. Um, she's fantastic. Um, you know, the SLO at St Johnston, Beverly's fantastic. You know, these people do their job much better than most people do um, throughout the leagues. So it's... Shout out for Lynn at Aberdeen as well, our SLO. She's really good. So, you know, there you go. It makes a big uh, difference. So I'm looking forward to the podcast, listening to that podcast. That'll be fascinating. Yeah. We also, um, round about the time of the league campaign getting going again, Good John will be doing a preview with some special guests as well. So, looking what for that campaign? too. What league campaign? The women's one? Yes. Right, okay. Because you just said league campaign. It's their cup started already, but their league slightly differently dated. So, um, I'm hoping that most clubs now will be promoting it a bit more and people will go and actually watch games they can get to and, you know, think about taking their kids along and stuff because I think the fan side of it is, you know, we spoke about this tonight, the fans thing is quite a big deal. And it, I think it makes a big difference and makes women feel, you know, part of that club and that team if there is support there from, you know, the club itself and the fans and the club are doing things to promote it. Aberdeen have been really good helped by the fact that the women's team has been absolutely brilliant. But that's made a big difference, I think, to people who wouldn't even really have followed it. Because I don't think it is always people not being interested. It's just not as easy to find. I think the other thing is that I gave props to uh, recently was the SFA have taken it more seriously. Um, I mean, obviously, the women's team playing at Hamden now, which should be their home. And the BBC as well, BBC Scotland, you know, you talked about the sports scene, um, it's very professional, whereas a couple of other years it's not been. It's just been internet only and everything else. So now it's accessible for people, and that makes people want to go to the games as well. So they should hopefully see uh, more fans turning up. Although the last thing I'll say on sports scene is that fucking horrendous title sequence right at the start. Of that song, that tune, it does my head in. I don't watch the end of it. Scott, um, you go and give them a wee phone and offer them something better. Yeah, Scott, you produce a song that they can actually take just, up from the 70s back to normal times. I'll just do something and then just uh, say they'll take a wee bit away from it again. It's like taps, taps off all over again, isn't it? Right. We should, though, praise the SFA for not just what you said there, Scott, but pricing for the Scotland games a lot oh, better yeah. than what it has been for a long time. I know from speaking off air that I think we've all got tickets for some sort of games. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. along the line, and on the back of that, if you're a supporters club member, come back to the women's game, you're getting a free ticket for any of the Scotland women's matches, which is good as well to increase again exposure, um, which is good. And the Scotland women's team is actually really good, so mm-hmm. if you want to go and actually watch Scotland doing really well, I think you know, a new era as well, it's a new era, new manager. Yeah, and people say, you know, oh, Scotland haven't done this, Scotland haven't done that, and actually, I think it's important to remember that there is a Scottish football team doing really well who could do with some support and encouragement and not be kind of made to feel like people are interested. The Scottish Women's um, the women's World Cup, you know, actually brilliant. The American, like Megan Raff, is so good. And actually, the skill is excellent. It's not, you know, people, I think people maybe assume it'll be rubbish, it'll be boring, it won't be the same. It's actually really good. I think there's a lot less diving going on as well. It's a different Water style of game, though, Mm-hmm. It is, but it's great to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm actually dead into women's football. Like me and my mate went over to uh, Paris for the World Cup when Scotland qualified a few years okay. back, 
Um, it was quality. Like, like we went to the game where I, I don't think it's unfair to say we were cheated by um, the referee against Argentina. Um, that that was like uh, one thing that was a shame there though is they used women's football as a guinea pig for VAR, and they just got it completely wrong all tournament. And it like it never ruined the tournament, but it definitely would have been a lot better if they no used that tournament as a test run for it. Like, but I don't think you could be using big events like that as test runs. I think that's quite unfair. I uh, know that like use it in friendlies and that not the actual event. Um but Erin Cuthbert, Caroline We are that that's my two idols. I think both of them are absolute world superstars. Like is she your is she your favourite Erin? Oh no, no, of course not. Of oh, course not. Just, okay. just my favourite Erin that plays for the national team. Sorry, I should have clarified. Oh, just making sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought Scott was being very generous by the way when he said they used two of the same age. I thought that was nice. Um, but we were also <laughs> also in the build up to the Scotland games. We're also previewing them as well. So there's plenty of podcasts to come, guest specials and all sorts. And I just like us, follow us, subscribe, share, retweet, anything, send love mail, hate mail, whatever. Any interaction we love. Vote hashtag trust first. Should I, hashtag should I just hashtag trusts first? I'm getting that going. Can I can I just say one thing before we finish up? Yes. See this week I have waited. We're talking 16 months to be able to do what I can do this weekend, and it's play to a, to a full pub again. I can't wait till this happens. And it's going to be the same with going to the football, where you can go into the, the boozer, you don't need to book your table, and everybody's going to be gathered about. I can't wait. Did you get tickets for? Um... You got tickets for those on Giggy. He, he, he managed <laughs> to get a ticket for himself. Did you get a ticket for Celtic Park? I did, pal. Right. Congrats. Yes. Where, are you, where are you playing, Scott? Uh, Molly Mons and Sterling on Saturday night. I'm playing an electric bar in Motherwell on Friday night, but Molly's is going to be mental. That's my local. And oh, I end up pushed. And then you're playing, um, playing at Hamden for the Moldova game. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I've got something on that day. I've got a wedding. Oh. So I'll go to the next one. We'll try we'll try the try the Denmark game, the last game. Right, the okay. Monday night. Okay. How about that one? So that'd be good. Aye, right. there. I'll donate. I'll, I've got a ticket for it as well, so I'll donate it to somebody. If I get there, there we go. Right, okay. Cheers, everyone, and we will be back next week. Thank you. Yes. Thank you.